The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It's the biggest, most important draft in the history of this Philadelphia football franchise. It will determine the outcome of this season for the next five years and beyond before a down is ever played. Welcome to the Jacob Media Sports 2022 NFL Draft Special, live on 6ABC.com from Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Presented by First Trust Bank, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles, IBEW Local 98, Stateside Vodka, United Healthcare, Mesa Law, 6ABC, and Budweiser, the official beer of the Philly sports fan. Let's go, Philly. Let's get this draft show underway. Live from Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City, E-A-G-L-E-S. Atlantic City Ocean Casino Resort Top Golf. We spare no expense. We Woo! are going all out today because we are eight hours away from the NFL draft. We got a double dip for you, starting with us, Sports Take, right here at Jacob Media YouTube Network. I am Rob Ellis. He is Barrett Brooks. He is Derek Gunn. Guys, what a day we have in store for everybody. Hey, Rob, stop the show. Stop the show right now. See, I love Rob Ellis to death. But sometimes Rob wants to be too serious. He wants to get right into everything. <laughs> I, I want to take this moment. I want to take this moment right now yes. and just rub it in Barrett's face because I want to tell both of you now, you know, I love you like family, but mm -hmm. if I'm not paying attention, attention to you half the time you're talking, it's because I'm mesmerized by the ocean waves I'm looking at right now. Oh, I, have seagulls, no. I have seagulls flying, behind, uh, flying no. in front of me. I have nice... Light brown, sandy beaches. It's like serenity now. This is paradise, man. We're he here in Ocean Casino. Look, we're in Ocean that, Casino. Bro. Dude, they this. took care of us. They I got a Ferris wheel. I got a Ferris look, wheel behind look at Rob. me. Look at Rob's shot behind us. Come on. Bro, you wrong for that, man. Y'all are y'all are definitely wrong, man. I'm sitting in the basement right now. Y'all yeah. are wrong for that. Hey. Hey, hey, whose problem is that? That's not my problem. Y'all wrong not for my that, problem. Man. That's so you're in a dungeon. You, you're here, you're all like here this? in spirit, man. You're here in spirit. Y'all going to start out like this, huh? Yeah. Yes, you're, uh, always, you're is, always in a dungeon. It's going to be one of those days today, Barry. We're, we're in that kind of like mood. This. But you're right. I'm sorry. Like, I'm we, sorry. What did you say? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Come on, man. This, he's already distracted, Barry. He's already checked out. No, I, I hope one of those seagulls poops on his head. Yeah, right. They, they right. somehow do that. It can't get to me, brother. I'm out of glass. So and now my boy David Watson, he's on me too, man. Oh, I'm telling you, man. Just just to set the scene. So we are we are inside Top Golf, which is level six here, Osh Casino Resort, and and right in front of me. If I if you if we come back from a commercial break or you see me like like sneak off at one point, 
I'm going out there to hit some balls, man. I, I am going <laughs> to take care of business. All right, I'm going to go embarrass go to- myself at you know, Top Golf. Yeah, you got to go to Top Golf, man. Y'all gonna just do that to me? It's like yes. that. Yes, yes, yes. It's like that. Yes, yeah. it's like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, you know, like Nino Brown said in the movie New Jack City, it yes. ain't never personal. It's always business. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, th- this I'm, is uh, this is a pretty good setup we have here today, man. And, and this is uh, this is very cool. Will, what's up? We appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be I'll be down there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We're getting our draft talk, man, today because we are eight out. We're less than eight hours. Right? Thank God, by the way. Uh, but we are less than eight hours away. Yes, Michael, I, I'm with you on that one. We are getting close. I had a premonition. I had a premonition last night. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we you, go. You can't be assistant about the linebacker pick, right? <laughs> it, it, it involves a linebacker in the first round. Yes. Okay. So I was, I was, I had, I was having trouble sleeping because I was excited for our show. I'm excited for the draft. I'm excited for you name it. Sixers uh, game six tonight. Maybe I shouldn't be excited for that, but I'm excited for everything, right? <laughs> and I'm laying there. And I finally doze off and I wake after I do, I wake up in the middle of the night and there are, there were two names that I envisioned Roger Goodell calling out for the Eagles. Okay. Now, at least one of these will not be in either 15 or 18. These were, these are with moves. Okay. But here's the two names. Are you guys ready for this? Okay. Here we go. Devin Lloyd, Lewis seen. I'm going on record right now that they will be the two guys that the Eagles take tonight. First, bro, I, if, if 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 I hear those names called with the Eagles, bro, I'll be in heaven. Yes, and I will too. I will I, absolutely. I, I third that. I, third I would. That. I would vote. I would vote for Howie to be president mm-hmm. if he did that. I I think it's going to happen. I don't. I I the last time I had a premonition like this, Cap, what's up? I woke up. Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl 52, with not a doubt in the world that the Eagles were going to win that game. And I said as much on TV uh, during a five-hour <laughs> pregame. I remember play. that. I remember that. <laughs> I, and I feel the same way. I feel very confident that it's going to shake out this way today for the Eagles. So you heard it first. Uh, this is going to be prediction day. We're going to throw it down today, guys. And we're going to have our all of our commenters and smash the like button, people. Let's get after it today. But Wendy, what's up, Wendy? Wendy, right. Wendy, checking in. Yeah. We appreciate it, Wendy. Yeah, what's um, up? So we are we are going to dig deep into this thing, and and look, I, I hear you, and everybody's got their favorites, right? Kyle loves Kyle Hamilton. I get it. I get it. I'm just telling you the two names that I'm feeling. And by the way, how great is my backdrop here? This is awesome. Anyway, I'm sorry if I'm getting distracted. How but, great is my front drop? Exactly. <laughs> but I'm feeling it, guys. I'm feeling how great is my basement. Yes, not really. But a 43-year streak will be snapped tonight when the Eagles take a linebacker and they will take a corner that is physical, that will beat you up in Lewisine. That's who it's going to be, guys. Bro, if they do that, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what I'd do. So, because that'll fill two needs that we need in the secondary and in the linebacker position. Two guys that can play right now. Yep. Um, I started watching film on Lloyd way before Lloyd was cool. You know what I'm saying? Right. Way before, you know, everybody was talking about Lloyd. I was I was on his bandwagon. I was talking about him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just from an athletic standpoint, I think he can do a lot of things. A lot of things good. He can, he can, he can, he can, he can rush the passer from inside. He can rush from the outside. 
He could play linebacker, straight linebacker. I mean, like I said, from from look, just like you said, hey, from from a like, hey, sis. We got oh, we got to check from, back in on that. Trish Gunn checking in. Yeah, and, yeah. And, oh, as, Rob as Ellis is a prophet if he is right. He has to come speak at my church, hon. Let me tell you something. First of all, Rob has never been in a church. His skin <laughs> would probably burn and boil if he were just melt. In a church. I, and the, I would melt, and all and, and and all the pews and, and the altar would all come down. If Rob, I don't worry about it, don't worry about it, because hey, I tell you what, Trish has been Trish. Trish has been Trish has been praying for me for years. She's just like yes. my mom. Yeah. Oh, see, look, mom. There we go. Oh, see, I would take that Mrs. as an answer. Why does she? Why does she have to be your mom? Why couldn't she just be your older sister? You talk about you call my I wife said your mom. Sis. So you said she's no, old I or what? Said, no, see, no, you, you mean, said she's like you your mom. That's what me. you said. I said no. I said. My sis is just like my mom, praying oh, look, for me all the time. Oh, no, look who's checking That's in. That's exactly what I said. Our boy Silio. He's, he's I, got Jordan Davis and Devin Lloyd. All right, we're, we're, we're on Silio, a what's up, baby? Dan Cilio and I. Yes. What's up, Dan? I was on, I was, I was talking. Now, see, I didn't even log in the show. I was on, I was on the um, YouTube and I was, you know, going through, listening to the show, hitting them up. You know, he didn't even ask to go on the show, but I was just hitting him up from the, from the chat line yesterday. Okay. You see, I mean, yes. see how, that's, that's, how you see how wife, that's how we roll as a team, by the way. You, yeah. see, you see how my wife always takes bare side. She goes, I will be a second mom. She gives yeah. me grief daily, but she just you loves Barrett for some reason. Exactly. Because right. I'm, I'm a nice going guy. Up. Hold up. Hold up. I'm a I, nice fund guy. Their, I fund their habits. Okay. <laughs> All you do is just come in like Eddie Haskell. Good morning, Mrs. Gunn. How are you today, Mrs. Gunn? Good <laughs> to see you, up. Mrs. Gunn. He is a stock up. Let's he is. Bro. Yes. They don't Rob, know if, the bear. If know. you, Rob, if you had her sweets, you would understand, Good bro. Point. Oh, she can bake. I mean, woman can not book, like Derek's bake. ever going to share any of it, but, you know, right, it is right, what it is. Right. What it is. But yeah. see, you, you got to do what I do. I just, I, I, I go to his family because he won't let you go. You no. got to no. you gotta have his family no. invite you. Or you yes. sneak, you sneak onto the compound. The right. Yes. Yeah. You get Barrett. You got to get past the moat. Once you get past the moat, right, right, and, and right, some right. Of the other security in the barbed wire. You know, right. They, <laughs> everybody in the gun household loves Barrett. They love Barrett. Derek, oh, Barrett. I'm a nice Uncle guy, Barrett. Derek. I, I sat across from Derek for two and a half years. No, for four years, five years. Yeah. I sat across yes. from Derek for Not five easy. years, yeah. and I just soaked in everything that he did. Great. I mean, everything he did. I just tried to soak it in. Become the best Padawan I could be. Uh -huh. And this is well, how he you. rewards me. Yes. This is how he thank rewards me. You've never complimented me before. I'm, I'm, I'm emotional right now. He I'm... might be done for the rest of the show. <laughs> wait, wait, pay, wait, wait, wait. Yo, Let me go. We, we got a long day in front of us, brother. Not with this ocean view right here. Now, <laughs> my day is complete. You, we can be here all day for all I care. <laughs> and also, uh, and, and I sat across from Rob for two years. Yes. Yes, you did. And yep. we went through it. We, we went through it, man. And we're better we, for it. Yes. We, we, we came we all, out on the other end. Look, I had hair, and Rob had dark, <laughs> dark hair. Dark hair. Yeah, my, my hair. My hair was the color of my sweater. Right. Now you see. All right. Yeah. Those no. two years. Woo. woo. Like dog years, brother. Right. We survived. That's all that matters. All right. Wow. So I'm on record. I, I I threw it out there earlier. Devin Lloyd, Lewis, seen. I'm going obviously big defense guys. I'm seeing a lot of love from our commenters, and we appreciate everybody. I appreciate all of you. Yeah, keep I'm, them coming. I'm, I'm, keep it rolling. We'll, and we'll be reading and, and, and bringing up the best ones all day long, okay? And by the way, it's not often that you get a Hall of Famer on your show, and we have one today. We have Ray Didinger, the GOAT, the Diddy, coming up at 1 o'clock, and E.J. Smith, who does an awesome job covering yeah. the Eagle for the Philadelphia Inquirer. He's going to join us at 2. So we're not playing around today, man. This We are, we are crushing. In, hey, in, Rob, in, not, not, later, yeah, I'm sorry, go got, ahead. We got, we got this cast. How about that? Seth Joyner, Mike Quick, 
some guy, I'm not sure who that is. Some Yo. who's got a nice tan. I have a nice tan. <laughs> we have Devin, and, and that'll be coming up at 8 o'clock, and our setup is spectacular. You guys, yeah. you got it. Everybody who's with us now, jump back on at 8 o'clock, man. We, we are on from the start of the draft till, till the end of the first round. We got you tonight. So we are going to be rolling with our draft special. Hey, hey, when we get Ray Dinger on, we, we can't just talk about football. We have to ask him about the 76ers, and in particular, James Harden. Did you hear his comment about James Harden on WIP? No. no oh, you got – oh, we, oh, no, no, I'm not going to mess okay, it up. Okay, okay, okay. I don't want to mess it up. All right, gotta, all right. We got to ask him about James Harden and the 76ers tonight. Okay, That's all we we'll, do. Do. we'll do. Hey, and let me hit you guys with this because I, I see David. David's uh, uh, David Watson, interesting proposal here. So he's, he's looking at a move up here and incorporating Andre Dillard into a move up, move up, excuse me. What's your guy's sense here in terms of whether you could address Dillard, whether it's a move up, move back, whatever. What's your sense of where this thing's heading tonight in terms of the aggression of Howie and the Eagles? Um, I'm going to tell you the mm. truth, man. Dillard and swapping picks is plenty of good right there. It's plenty good. Mm. We're talking about a firmer first rounder who has played him way, made himself physically imposing enough to be a starter in this league, can lock down the left side of the offensive line for any team for a long time. In fact, he could start here for a long If I mean, far be it for me, you know, to, to talk about, you know, uh, uh, maybe Lane, you know, later on. But he could definitely move Malata over to right and put, um, put Dillard over there, and he could play, and that offensive line would not miss a beat. Really? You, you, you like him that much? I like him that much now. Wow. And only at the left tackle position. Okay. So he has earned he has earned my respect. He used to be soft as drugstore cotton, you know. Mm-hmm. But now he has earned my respect because he can play, man. He can even run block. He's stronger. I mean, he's, he's twice as strong as he was when he first got in the league. When you see him now, oh, he looks like Tarzan now. He's not skinny like he used to be. He's not just – he doesn't just look like a guy. He's, he's not Jane anymore. No, he's not Jane anymore. He, <laughs> he looks like an NFL football player now. So yes, he's gonna he he's he's worth trading, right? Like people are saying, oh, he's not even worth a, a fifth or a sixth round pick. No, he's not. He's worth a second round pick. That's how that's how much of a of a force this kid could be. So if they put him in any trades right now, I I almost guarantee you teams will be looking to do it. What's his what's his value though, guys? Like at this point, because at the very he, least a second rounder. See, see, um, well, I don't know. I, I partially agree with Barrett. I think Andre Dillard has improved, but I still think mentally he's not where he needs to be consistently as a professional athlete. Well, I don't know. And maybe he'll get there. Maybe he'll get there if he moved on to another team. I'm mm-hmm. still not 100% sold on him that he could be that so called franchise left tackle yet. To me, he still has a little something to prove, but I do think Howie Roseman could package him. And, and make a move somewhere. There's, there are a whole lot of teams out there that are desperate for starting left tackle, period. Okay? And he would be serviceable in that, in that regard. What I saw of him last year shocked me in a lot of ways because I didn't expect to see that kind of improvement. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm just, yeah. I'm just sitting here being honest. And not to deviate, not to deviate, but just for a minute. Now Mrs. Brooks and Mrs. Gunner teaming up. Mrs. Brooks, thank you, Mrs. Gunner, for keeping Barrett straight. And then my wife, He's a lovable guy. I'm going to be ill here in about a half hour if this keeps up. I'm not going to do the show. I can't take this. I can't take it all day. I can't. Come on, man. You know, I can't do this. 
all the time we spent together, man, you know I'm a good guy. Man, I rode with you. I rode, what was, it, what was it, 20 hours or, or something like that? We rode 10 hours, then another uh, uh, six hours to get to Minneapolis. We drove to Minneapolis for the Super Bowl. It was longer and than I that. Still, and I still have not recovered from that trip. <laughs> yes. Rob, he, he ended the trip. We're dusty, we're tired, we're cold. It's minus 40 degrees. Yeah, yeah. We get almost, we get almost to Minneapolis. What does he want to do? Stop at White the Castle. Tell you, the stream would tell you. White places. Castle. The stream would tell like, you. I, you might as well get a bottle of x lax I'm just Rob, saying. You, you, you. Put it like this, Rob. Yeah, I'm listening. I get in my car and I drive an hour and 10 minutes up the road to right. get White Castles and drive all the way back. Right. That's how much I love White Castle. I got I grew you. up on it, man. Yeah, yeah. Hold up. Hold up. I can you appreciate well, that. Just, just down a bottle of x lax That's all you need to do. Just oh, my God. Now, he went in there. He went in there and bought like 20. Kev mini burgers, Kev, Kev 20, <laughs> 20 mini burgers, and he ate them all, dude. No, he kept some in his room, Rob. Ate them the next day. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, at least you weren't staying in the same room as him oh, after, after no, having no, some of those no. leftovers. I, I made sure I was in a completely different tower from him. I didn't even. Want, I don't want to know what's coming out of that room. I don't yes. want to know. All I'm right. telling you. But anyway, so, to get back on track. I'm sorry. I told you, man, this view is messing me up today, man. I'm telling I'm, you, I'm we sorry. have distracted D Gun today. We, we, I'm we sorry. We try and I'm rein sorry. him in. I'm sorry. I don't want you Rob, reined in. I like I, you distracted. Yeah. I agree with you, but I am not sold on the Eagles taking a linebacker in the first round. I, I, I'm stretching. I just a don't we'll trust him. I don't. I, I don't trust him. In my, in my perfect world, you either get a corner or an edge rusher and a wide receiver. That way, you help okay. both sides of the football. You get you get a couple of cornerstones for both sides of the football for the future, for the next four to five years. Um, because they got Hassan Reddick, uh, they Don't tightened up, man. you know, the the, the, rush, the rushing element a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I want to see them. They got You ha, You got to get another pass catcher. Look, if you're going to put Jalen Hurts on the hot seat in 2022, which he is, then you need to give him assets to work with. You know, don't send him to a gunfight with a cap gun. You know, right now what he has is an arsenal of cap guns. You know, outside of Devontae Smith. Okay. Give this man some legitimate weapons. So if he succeeds or fails, it will be based on him having ample weapons to choose from. I agree. But, but you, let me let me throw this in. What if you right. can get that big time value in the second round? You can. What's what's big time value? At, Tell at me what is, what is it? At, at, look at how many receivers, the Cooper Cups of the world, those kind of yep. guys you got in the second, DK third, Metcalf, fourth yes. round. DK Metcalf. Yep. If if You've yet look you, if you're reading your board properly as you, you're supposed to be doing if you're Howie and the yes. Eagles personnel, and you're yes. saying to yourself, I know we love this guy, we have a first grant round grade on him. However, he's going to be sitting there when we're picking in the second round. That's okay. a gamble, okay? But uh-huh. all of a sudden, okay. you got a you got a linebacker and a corner and a receiver with one value in the second round. Well, let me tell you this. Okay. <clears throat> Let me tell you, I, I was like I said, I was I was talking to Dan yesterday. You know, well, well I was talking on the stream, and yeah. he was answering me. He brought up an interest, interesting interesting um, statistic from uh, I forget what service it is, but it's the service that everybody uses for for um, for for college football and evaluation analysis mm-hmm. for drafting. Right. He said the most valuable round you get the most value out of round three, three because number one, the expectation art is high for him, and number two. Their production, you know, for for what you have to pay them, it, it, it just makes it a better round. So, in looking at the value at uh, how many first round wide receivers have went out there and been what the first round has dictated, mm-hmm. it's, it's few and far between. You usually get them in the second and third round because there's no pressure on them and the expectations 
or a lot less on him, you know? So I might even like, for instance, like you look at a guy like DK Metcalf, he only dropped because his neck medical. Yeah. Medical. Yeah. Medical. So then he goes out and becomes all world Cooper cup. I thought he was, I had, I had him rated a second rounder at Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. He won the third round because they were questioning his speed. Well, you and, still and the school speed and, and a smaller school. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know, in the competition they played against. Yep. What'd he do? You yeah. know, so I understand that. But, you know, a guy like George Pickens from Georgia, if he'd have played this entire season, no doubt, he would have been a number one pick, guaranteed. Yep. He might have been number two wide receiver in his draft. Mm-hmm. Behind, well, number three, behind only Wilson and Williams. Yeah. He'd, be, he'd only be behind those guys. Yeah. So there is some value that they can get at the wide receiver position. But at the end of the day, you want somebody that's ironclad, a lock. And I think Wilson, I think Olave. Williams, um, the all those guys, you know, are, are 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 almost guaranteed locks. The kid from from USC, yeah, Drake London, Drake London, all London's these guys are stone cold yeah. locks. I think they'll all be very good, you know, at the next level. Oh, the Bledsoe, that's called the Bledsoe Report. The Bledsoe Report, you guys heard that before. Yeah, the Bledsoe oh, yeah. Report. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, right, let's, just let's, just to get back to Pickens, I mean, he only played four games last year. He only played eight the year before that. I mean, the most he played in his college career was twelve. Right. So there, he's missed a lot of time, but he's got all the intangibles. I mean, he, six he, foot three, six three, yeah. two bills, two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yep. All right, but let, let me throw this out to both of you, and I want to sit back and just listen to your answers <laughs> to this. <laughs> what? You, I haven't asked a question yet. Why are you laughing? What, because what you, want to, you, you want to sit back and listen to our answers so you, so you yeah. can pick them apart. Rip it apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going right. to absorb your answers. Okay. Do all you right. trust the Eagles picking a wide receiver in the second round? You had to go there. You had to go there. I, is it not a legitimate question? Okay, I'll answer your question with a question. Do you trust the Eagles taking a receiver in the first round? Oh, no, no, we'll get to that in a minute. I asked you guys <laughs> first. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. I, I mean, there have been whiffs. There's three out of three out stuttering? of the last four years. Three out of the, I'm trying to get. Yeah, I'm trying to get it straight in my head because I don't want to. Three out of the last four years, they've had bust. They've had bust at the wide receiver position in those first two rounds. So I mean, if, well, well, two out of the three they've had bust. Yeah, excluding Smith. Yeah, Jayjaw, Rager. So if you if you if you go by the numbers, we'll have to say no. We can't trust them. Okay. We can't Rob? trust. Them. But uh, here's I, there's two ways to look at. It. I'm not hedging on y'all because I'll answer it, okay. Gunner. But if you believe that there was a new approach taken to last year's draft, which has been reported, which we have heard that Howie is now more inclusive, you know, more welcoming of others' opinions, then I feel good about them taking a receiver in the second round, if that's the case. So I can live with that. I can live with that. However, if if it goes back to the same old, same old, and you're passing up on a Justin Justin Jefferson to take a Jalen Rager, then it's going to be a disaster. There's no doubt about that, which is part of the reason why I'm grabbing two defenders in the first round. But I hear you. I hear you. Okay. And my response – You're absolutely right on that. Yeah. My response to both of you is, I agree with both of you. You may never hear that again. I agree with both of your your your, your rebuttals. I agree. I mean, but because, you know that's crazy though. What? But but it is the facts have shown it is. I'm hoping that they've learned from last season and it continues this year. But we've also seen the mistakes in previous years as well. You know, when you drive a car, you don't drive it looking in the rearview mirror, right? Right. You, you're looking straight ahead. So I'm hoping the Eagles are looking straight ahead. What they started last year will continue to move forward this year. No matter what they get, they're going to take a wide receiver somewhere. 
Maybe not the first round. I'm like, I'm with Rob, and I've said this time and time again on multiple platforms. I hope they take two defensive players in the first round. If they take, if they draft both, use both picks in the first round, I'm hoping they take two defensive players um, and then try to get a receiver in round number two. And I'm hope, and I'm hoping more so than anything else that last last year's draft is the new standard for what's to come with this organization. I'm looking at it like this. You're absolutely right. That should be the new standard. Right. And stop reaching. Sometimes the obvious pick should be the only pick. Mm-hmm. All, every right. time that they've right. reached, they've reached and tried to be the smartest guys in the in the in the room, they busted. Every single right. time they've done it. Right. Marcus Smith, uh, J Jaw. Um, you look at uh, uh um um you know Jalen Rager. I mean, the obvious pick is sitting right in your face, and right. you don't pick it up. And 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 that's that's what bothers me the most, that the obvious answer they try to be the smartest guy in the room and it becomes the wrong answer, and there where lies my problem. You can evaluate talent. I can see. I mean, even with the Jalen Rager pick, I'm looking at all right, Jalen Rager. I did a breakdown on Jalen Rager and I said, look, this is the other uh, weapon in the Big Twelve conference, Ceedee Lamb and him. Mm-hmm. I said this is the other receiver in the Big Twelve conference. I didn't have it rated. I had him rated as as a um, a third, a late late second rounder, third rounder. That's where I had him rated at. I did not have him as a first round pick. So when they did that, you could have bought me with a wooden nickel, because I was like, why would they do that? Why would they reach for this guy? I understand the athletic talent that he has, but I also saw what he ran a couple of weeks before that. Mm-hmm. He ran like a four five. Yep. And I knew he wasn't a four five guy. Right. I knew he was heavy. I knew he didn't come in. And do at the combine and be in a shape. I knew he was a better player than that, but he was not good enough to be in the first round. So he has been labeled, uh, uh, you know, a, a bad player because he's been forced to be something that he wasn't, and that was a first round pick. Yeah, I, and I think the other thing, guys, and we we touched on this a, a lot yesterday, and I think it's absolutely something you want to track and monitor here is just what's unfolding in front of them. How many teams are getting desperate to, to grab a quarterback? How many teams are, are leapfrogging the Eagles to get up and get a quarterback? The more the merrier. Quarterbacks and offensive line. If, if teams load up and ahead of them, you're going to have all kinds of options. You might have teams that are really desperate to get up, and you could get even more capital. You might end up with you know just just loading up here. There's there. It's going to be such a fascinating night, man. There's going to be so many different things happening. Let me give you a perfect so, example. Let me give you a perfect example. Hold on, perfect example, and it comes from experience. It's almost a blessing that I got drafted in the second round as opposed to first round. Because I came in as a starter from day one, but I was a second rounder. But I looked at the guys that got drafted in the first round, Bernard. Bernard uh, Williams. Bernard Williams. Uh, uh, Anton Davis. Bernard mm-hmm. Williams. Yeah, he smoked his way out of the league. My, my, man, my man was uh, – Snoop Dogg looks like a, you know uh, – wow. A Georgia, yeah. Wow. A Georgia tackle, too. Yeah. Then I had Anton Davis. He right. was there. Tennessee. Bust. So, if I got drafted, I you know – it. it I'd have been another bust because they would have said, all right, this guy comes in and they'd have forced the issue with me. Uh-huh. But with me, I, I I was still starting because I was good enough to start, but I didn't have those added expectations of being a starter because I was a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Mayberry went through the same thing. Jermaine was a first round pick. So they wanted to start him in front of me, but he wasn't better than me at that time. So they benched him and I started a left tackle. Then he moved to guard. Then he, you know, became a better player. If they had put me at guard, if it had went the way it was supposed to go, it was supposed to be Bernard, starting left tackle, 
I would have been the starting right guard and we went down the line. But it changed because of Bernard couldn't stay off the weed. He couldn't mm-hmm. stay off the weed. So that's why I got forced to play tackle. I had a long career, 12 years, but still though, you know, I just, you know, look at those coulda, woulda, shoulda things. I probably would have been a better guard throughout my career, a way better guard, but I played tackle. But, you know, at the end of the day, the expectations from just the first and the second round are so high that, you know, it, you, 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 there's no way around you being either right there as, as being great or being a bust. Well, agree. There's, there's no room. No, you, Barrett, you're right. And there are a few examples of guys, if it starts off poorly, that come through it. Brandon Graham's right. one of them. Okay. But, but it, it, it's rare. It's mm-hmm. very, very rare that when you come out of the shoot with that label on you and you don't perform, that you survive it. He, hey, Rod. Yeah, right, right. No, that's a that's a great example. But there, there's right. there's there's a lot of different guys who can't who can't handle it. Frankly, who can't right. handle that exactly. e- expectation that comes with Marcus it. Smith. He could never recover from being a first round pick. And, and, and here's the thing, yeah, you know, Barrett. That's a classic case of overdrafting. Danny Watkins, uh, yep. Marcus Smith, Jalen Rager. We've seen it. Don't overdraft. That's the ch- the other challenge is Gunner when it comes to this draft is because you have so many needs, whether it's right. corner, whether right. it's safety, whether it's receiver, you, you know, linebacker. We could argue whatever, but all of those positions, they certainly we would all agree they need right. And, but you also have to measure best available versus am I am I reaching for a guy because we need this position and that's a danger. That's how you get yourself in real trouble. Exactly, exactly. And when you look at the Eagles, they have five five of the first one hundred and one picks, I believe, in the draft this year. Correct. Mm. They they have so many needs that you can't get this draft wrong, and not just the first round picks. You cannot get this draft wrong. The, the, you know, when, when you look at teams drafting for need, you can say, okay, there are teams that are already loaded. We're drafting for a player that's going to replace this player because we can't afford to pay him after this season is over, and we think he's the player that can step in and do the job. Here, there's like wide-open opportunities, except along the offensive line, there's wide-open opportunities for whoever they draft in whatever position they draft, safety, cornerback, linebacker, pass rusher, wide receiver, even a running back. Even if they take a running back in the mid to late rounds, there's an opportunity for that running back to step up and step in and do some things. If you figure into the equation, you may not have Miles Sanders for a whole season because of his injury history. They didn't even think about using Boston Scott until the second half of the season last year. So there's opportunity. So the only sure thing we know of is Kenny Gainwell is there. But he's a situational back. So right. even if they draft a running back in the mid to late rounds, there's opportunities for that running back to come in here and get some significant snaps. So the Eagles are in a luxury position of getting five, two, let's say two great players at the top and three additional really good players that they can fit in somewhere. They may not have to be frontline players, but good enough players that they can spell veterans and you won't, it won't be that much of a drop off if that's the case. Look, I hope you're right, Gunner, and I, and I think when you look at the, it, it, it's tough. You're, you're measuring past drafts versus last year, and you're not sure what's real and and what exactly this is this is going to look at. Mm-hmm. But they have that many picks. That's after trading one away too. I, I mean, you're set up. The other thing is, if you're not going to be the aggressor in the offseason, and I get it, they didn't have great cap space, and they didn't want to sign some of these receivers to insane money. But you you have got to get your draft right. I mean, yes. you can't. You're going into this year. Look at their defensive backfield. Look at their. Uh, maybe they don't care, but look at the linebackers. Look at the wide receiver. Their wide receiving core minus Devontae Smith is awful. 
and <laughs> which means that's fine, but you better you, you better have guys playing, possibly starting at, at all these positions and contributing in a big way. You got it last year. You got a starting receiver. You got a starting offensive lineman. You got a, a defensive lineman who I think is really good and underrated for the rookie year that he had, Milton Milt, Williams. Yes. Yeah, and Kenny Gainwell gave him something. So y- you hit on those four, but you better hit on three or four of these this year. You know, when you talk when you talk about how lethargic the receiving core is, you can get a guy in the second or third round. He might push he, outside of Devontae Smith. He may be your number two this year. Correct. Right. I'm telling you. I'm serious. Right. I mean, you know, not many teams can say that that you pick up a third round pick who can elevate himself to a number two right away. Uh-huh. But it, with this team, it's distinctly possible. Well, yeah, it is distinctly possible because there, and that's the beauty of this. I mean, the, the beauty and the curse is there's opportunity for guys to step right in. The other thing is, if you start getting these right, you have great cap space. You have these guys under control. You're not paying a ton. You know, the other the right, other right. X factor that we haven't even talked about yet, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, more later. But what happens with Debo Samuel? What happens with with some of these disgruntled players that, that right. possibly want out? And and what are the chips that? How does that fall when that starts? Because it's you know like could happen tonight. Well, I'm gonna tell you the truth, man. Just looking at um, just looking at everything that's that with the organization, um, they're gonna have to start hitting with these draft picks just because of the price of free agency just isn't conducive for what the Eagles are trying to do these days. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go out and get you a big time free agent, you'll be in salary cap hell for the next three years. Period. You know, you go out and get a guy, you right. overpay like like the Dolphins right now. They went out and paid all this money. And Tua, if he does not perform, you know, you can't go out and sign a big-time quarterback because you're such against the cap. Yeah. And then I think after next year, they've got to sign Tua. So you're almost linked to him, period, because you spent money for him to be that guy. And if he's not that guy, you're you're screwed. And if he becomes even anywhere close to that guy, now you're going to pay him $45 million a year because that's a going rate. For, for a quarterback in the NFL as a start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Barrett, mm-hmm. that's an interesting point because Miami basically pushed their chips to the middle of the table with the Tyreek Hill move. And I'm not sure they have the quarterback to be able to get him the ball down the field. I wonder if the Eagles didn't look at this and say, yeah, we like Jalen, right? No doubt. But we're not sure he's the guy right now that we're going to go out there and spend that kind of capital or, I, or, or even a Debo. We're going to bring one of those guys in because we don't have the quarterback to be able to get him the ball yet. I wonder if that's not a piece of this thing, too. Well, has it had a lot to do with it because in order to get a guy like Debo, all the draft happen you have to get to get Debo, and plus the salary cap hit that you're going to take because you're going to have to pay him like a $25 million, $25 million a year because that's the going rate. Yep. See, the going rate right now is ridiculous for wide receivers, right. quarterbacks, and defensive ends. It is. You pay out the yin yang for those three positions now. Mm-hmm. I mean, wide wide receiver used to be one of the positions that are you could pay a guy a couple million and that was it. But now with the passing game being what it is, these mm-hmm. guys are up there with a hundred million dollar contracts now. So how do you how do you keep these guys going, man? How do you how do you prevent these guys from from breaking the bank and still being able to you know play the way you know play at a level in which you're paying them at that level? Well, let me ask you guys. Terry just jumped on and, and, and asked about Quez Watkins. Are you guys of the belief that he's ready to take that step up and be a number two, a quality number two, a compliment to Devontae Smith? Or is he more of a, a three, a four, somewhere in that range? What's the sense there on Quez? 
Quez got better. His jump from his rookie year to last year was was substantial. Quez, his first year, didn't even touch the field. In fact, when I um last year it was John Hightower that touched yeah. the field his rookie year. Right. So those guys kind of flip roles. Mm-hmm. Now, Quez, I know why they got Quez. They got Quez because speed kills. And we had one of the slowest teams back then. Remember, we had Alshon, we had J-Jaw. Our receivers were slow as pine water. In fact, our tight ends could outrun our receivers back mm-hmm. then. <laughs> they got faster. Once they got faster, Quez, now they got to get him into a, you know, believing that he is a number two. It's not whether he can be a number two. It's whether he believes he can be a number two. And his belief should be as such. Yes, I am a number two. I was a number two last year. I'm a number two now. Now this is now's the jump time where he needs to go out and say, all right, I cannot be covered. I cannot be covered because his speed is that such that he you 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 can't cover him. He's is that the, fast. Is the quarterback capable of getting him the ball? Well, there lies the that's, problem. That's the big problem. Well, it's gonna be a problem if Hurst didn't go out there and take care of business like I think he's gonna take care of business. In fact, I know I'm not gonna say I think. I know he's going to go out there and take care of his business because that's what the, you talk about patterns and, and, and not, you know, you know, not to say that, you know, that, that, you know, you have to live by patterns, but look at the Eagles patterns. They've been having bad drafts. Well, they, they kind of mm-hmm. altered that pattern. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Hertz is going to be a guy that's going to go with the pattern he's been going with. All right. You say I'm deficient at this, at, at this, I'm going to go out and get better at this. And he does it. Are you say I can't do this. I'm going to go out there and show you, prove you different. And I could become better at that. Everybody's saying, oh, he can't complete intermediate passes or deep passes. I can't read defenses. I bet you, I bet you, you know what I'm saying, that he will go out and be more effective at reading coverages and getting the job done because that's the type of player he's patterns. That's become who he is. You say I can't do it, let me prove you wrong. Okay. Yeah, look, Quez, Quez has the makeup to be a number two, but it's all predicated on how many touches and how many looks he gets. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to take advantage of every opportunity give, given. He has a long, wiry body. He has the speed. He can separate. If he catches it, he can take it to the house. He can catch the deep ball. It's just a matter of how much the quarterback gets him the ball. That's what we base everything on. Every, a Pro Bowl athlete is based on how many receiving yards, how many touchdowns, how many quarterback sacks, how many touchdown passes thrown. What Quez is to this team will be determined by – does Jalen Hurts trust him enough to go to him more? Can Jalen Hurts find him in the open field compared to how many times he missed him and Devontae Smith in the open field last year? You know, and, and it goes back to what Barrett said. If Jalen has has worked on the, the little things, reading the defense better, going through his progressions better, then that answer is going to be yes. But if the Eagles, obviously, if they take a dra- another receiver with a high draft pick, he's going to slide down to a number three. And then you got guys like Hightower, Greg Ward fighting for those bottom those bottom dwelling spots, and somebody's not going to make this roster. Yeah, they're not. All right, let's get a timeout here, guys. We keep it rolling. We were at Top Golf Ocean Casino Resort, Atlantic City for Sports Take. We're going to be with you until three, and then we are back with double dip. The draft day is here, right over my shoulder. Draft day live broadcast from Top Golf at eight p.m. Until the end of the first round with a cast of thousands, Seth, Mike Quick, D Gun, myself, Devin Caney, cannot wait to get rocking and rolling. So I'm on record. I'm on record. Devin Lloyd, Lewis Seen. You guys tell us. Continue with your with your comments. We will bring up and talk about the best of them. Keep smashing that like button. Coming up at one o'clock, top of the hour, Ray Didinger, Pro Football Hall of Famer. EJ Smith coming up at two. He's in Vegas. He'll give us the latest on what's happening with the Eagles. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot in store. Barrett, Derek. Rob, 
sports take. I want to tell you about my good friends at Pro Action Restoration. If you got a home, a business, a property, and you've experienced the pain and inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it to your property and building, it can be trying to say the least. Pro Action is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I went through it. They were there in a time of need for me. My parents' house, they came over, took care of it. They had all kinds of water damage. They cleaned it up. The crew was professional, clean. The price, really reasonable. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured, serving the tri-state area. More than two decades. Pro Action will work. This is big. In conjunction with your insurance company. Water, fire, smoke, mold remediation. You name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, or email them at proactionrestoration.com. It's the biggest, most important draft in the history of this Philadelphia football franchise. The Jacob Media Sports 2022 NFL Draft Special. Live on 6abc.com from the Ocean Casino and Resort in Atlantic City. Presented by First Trust Bank, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles, IBEW Local 98, Stateside Vodka, United Healthcare, Mesa Law, 6ABC, and Budweiser, the official beer of the Philly sports fan. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
right. To my camera left, I have our draft day show. Okay. To my camera right, I have the Ferris wheel. Like I said, it is not a guarantee that I'll be making. I'll be making yeah, it. To look at that. Lot. Look at you that. Maybe at some point seeing me on the Ferris wheel waving to you guys. Just kind of doing one of these deals. So I might be at, or I might take a dip in the ocean. I, I, I want to go just, top golf. Yeah. We, we, and Gunner might get over there and, and start, uh, start his yeah. chipping away. A, I love top here. golf. Unfortunately, Barrett's stuck in the dungeon and he can't uh, have all the fun that we're having, but someone's got to do it. Someone's uh-huh. got to have this, uh-huh. this tough life that we have from top golf, ocean. I never get to play any resort. See? It's not right. We, oh, it's not man. right, Barrett. Hey, 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 before we keep going, I want to clarify something. Kevin asked a little while ago, hey, D Gun. Is this water or stateside vodka? I can assure you it's water. I'm not a drinking man, so this water. Okay. Just want to want people to know. I, I am crazy. Assure, I can't naturally. assure you anything, by the way. It, what? Sorry. Yeah, Rob Rob's been hitting it since we got here a little before eleven o'clock. So hey, man, I don't know it, what he's it's doing. New, it's noon, baby. I needed to taste. Okay. And I got the bar just to my immediate right, too. So there, there could be problems here today. That's all I'm saying. Hey Rob, yeah. and, and there's no bartender, so you have free access, man. Exactly right. Don't don't you think I noticed that, Gunner? I that was already, you know, taken into account. That's for sure. All right. We're getting a lot of folks at, at mentioning and reacting to Jordan Davis. Okay. So I want to get both of your takes, Barrett. I'll start with you on him. Because there, there's – I love him, but there's a notion out there from some that, A, he takes too many plays off, and, B, he's just going to be a run stuffer, that he's not going to necessarily be a Fletcher Cox and Aaron Donald. I, I'm just giving you guys who were at the inside who can get to the quarterback as well. Is there a concern level for you about him, and how high do you have him in your rankings? Here? All right, here it is. And everybody, this is what everybody should be thinking. When you have a guy like that, he, what is he? Six foot four, six foot five, uh, six foot six, right around there, three hundred and forty pounds. Mm-hmm. Runs a four seven forty. You yep. have a freak of nature. When you look at him, they show the same five or six plays every time they talk about him. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about that, you tend to get overwhelmed by you those little clips. But there's out of those four or five clips. There's actually four or five hundred plays that have been played besides those clips throughout the season. Now, with the way that you know the National Football um, League is going and the direction is going, it's becoming a, it's a passing league. So you're going to have eleven personnel. That's one running back, one tight end. So there's going to be a lot more playing down. So the NFL is changing from um, being a three-four, four-three system to more of a four-two system, four down linemen two linebackers. You're going to have a lot more passing plays as opposed to running plays. Mm -hmm. The reason why the Eagles had so much success when they ran the ball, because a lot of these teams didn't know how to play base defense anymore. Base defense meaning three linebackers. So they couldn't stop the run because they have all these smaller guys in there to rush the passer. Well, he won't be on the field as much as a guy like Fletcher Cox, um, a guy like Aaron Donald, because he's more of, like you said, a run stopper. Can he pass rush, uh, rush the passer? Yes, he can, but can he stay out there and play every single down? He's more of a first and second down guy. They take him out on on third down and put in the pass rusher. He hasn't had time to develop those pass rushing moves yet. Now, can he? Of course he can. Will he? We'll see. Is he a dominant player in college? Yes, but it's a whole different level when you get up uh, um, in the NFL where everybody's an All-American. His career high is two and a half sacks in a season. Now, in, in like, his- hold on a second. One, one thing. 
You put in hot. He's never played. He doesn't play more than five plays in a row throughout a drive, and then he's tapping out. Hmm. Aaron Donald, you never see him tap out. No, there's no tap. You know what I'm saying? So that's the problem. Can he be an ever-down guy? At this point, I'm going to say no because I haven't seen it. All right. If, if he gets with the right coach, and I don't know if the Eagles have the right coach. Uh, first of all, he's 6'6", 340, right? Yes. He ran a 4740. Yes. So that's that's like standing in the middle of a highway and letting a semi just run you over, right? Yes. So <laughs> that's number one. So number one, take him. Number two, he, he played he played he played for Georgia, right? Correct. Number two, take him. Um, number three, he was the Bednarik and Outland Trophy winner uh, for the de- interior defensive lineman in 2021 of all college D linemen in America, right? Correct. So take him. Yeah. Okay. I'll take him. Yeah. So yeah, I think take, I think you two I, are on opposite sides yeah. of this one. I, Look, I, I will I say agree, this. I agree with what Barrett says. You know, he's yeah. not an every down player. But for the first and second down, I want him on the field. I want one that man. More. If that man can man, command two interior offensive linemen that's a big and deal. free up somebody else, that's yeah. uh, that's what the Fletcher Cox does. But the one that's what thing a Javon Hargrave does. Barrett, I, in his defense, to an extent, a little bit, okay. He is playing with incre- – and, and again, he's going to be playing in the NFL now, which is the best of the best. But he was playing with an incredible defensive line where you had options to maybe sub him out. Where, uh, you know, We'll see how it shakes out in the NFL, but he's coming out sometimes because George is so loaded in part. Well, also you got to look at it from this aspect. When you see those clips, he was one-on-one against the guard. The reason why he was one-on-one those other is guys because are so the good. offensive coordinator – yeah. Decided to double team Wyatt, right. Devontae Wyatt, instead of him. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Devontae Wyatt's more of a force than Jordan Davis was on plays. That's fair. So That's fair. they wanted to double team the best player in Wyatt and allow Davis because he takes plays off sometimes, or they don't feel as though he's much of a threat, but they know the other guy's a threat. So that's why I'm so enamored, but with 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 Jordan, uh, with uh, with Wyatt as opposed to um, Davis. Wyatt to me is the better player. You'll have more success with a Wyatt. He'll stay on the field and play more downs than a than a Davis will. Um, you know, and I, and I brought I, look. I I just told you my premonition. If for people just jumping on, I I feel like it's going to be Devin Lloyd and Lewis Seen. Okay, and there will be some trading maneuvering down a little bit. That's how they end up with Seen, but. I'm not going to be angry if they stay pat at 15 and or or move up for that matter a, a little bit, which I think they would have to actually, and get a Jamison Williams. I I would be fine with that. Like there, that's such a need, and I don't care that they drafted a, a wide receiver the last two years in the first round and one in the second round. I don't care about that. I really don't. I'm okay with that. Would you guys be upset if that was the case? If it was a receiver? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. If you can get a receiver of that caliber to come in here and enhance your product, why wouldn't you not take them? You have to take them. I mean, you look at the teams, just look at the teams that went to the playoffs this year outside of the Eagles, Tampa Bay, Rams, Cincinnati. They got th- guys that can st- – not just one, but multiple guys that can stretch the field, multiple guys that can take the quick hitch pass over the, over the middle and take it to the house. That's what you want in today's NFL. You want multiple options. You know, the Eagles the Eagles are like in a one-layer kicking contest right now with the limitations they have on receivers, okay? I mean, seriously, Tampa Bay exposed them. We can't say that enough. Tampa Bay exposed them. Tampa Bay dared the receivers to beat them one-on-one. They couldn't do it. 
Mm-hmm. So you got to have multiple options. You get a Jameson Williams in here. You go with Devonta Smith and hopefully an improved Quez Watkins. That's a that's a different game changer right there. Absolutely, I take Jameis. Now I, again, you taking another guy with it with the, with the big time injury too. Keep that in mind. Oh yeah, I agree that uh, we said the same thing about Landon Dickerson last year. True, very true. And he he didn't have much of a training camp. Uh, he came out sporadic in the regular season. He played the right side, struggled a little bit on the right side. Right. Jeff Stoutland flipped him over to the left side. He he all, all of a sudden he became a regular. He became consistent. He became in some cases dominant, especially in a run game. You know, so you find your niche. If if you if you draft a Jamison Williams and you go to training camp and you think, okay, he's an outside guy, and you find out later he's better suited for the slot, by all means, move him to the slot. Wherever you can get a kid like this on the football field, once he's completely healed, you get him on the football field, you get him the ball. Plain and simple. And he's yes. got size. He's got size to complement Devontae, which is yeah. perfect. And those two yeah. obviously have a, have a history together and all those kind of things. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of positives, although – that's going to take a move up, Barrett. Would you agree? You have to get to, him. Yeah, you're going to have to move up. You know, but do they have the assets to move up? Yes. This time, Howie has really Carl Blanc to get up as high as he wants to get when he when he adds players and the cachet that he has. You know, um, you know, as far as uh, draft capital, he has enough draft capital that he can move really anywhere he wants to in the draft. Besides, you know, the top seven picks. You know, we're talking about. You know, more of a feasible move. Yeah. You know, like, from, get up, get up from eight uh, on up. Yeah, from eight five on up. spots or whatever. Yeah, right, right. So he can do that. Um, those type of players, I believe he will. And you know, I we say it all the time. Howie's going to do Howie things, mm-hmm. and, and that and that and I truly believe at this point that everybody wants it. Nothing that Howie does at this point will 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 you know will be foreign to me because I've seen him do it before. I've seen him do everything before. I, I mean, he's Christ. He, he, he went out and got a second round. I mean, a, a second pick in the draft started out at 13 and end up with the second pick in the draft. No, he, he, when he gets his, this is what he does best maneuvering, reading the room, knowing who he can, he can attack. If you will, knowing who he can work with, knowing what other teams want. <laughs> this, I'm telling you this, he, he is phenomenal at that. The question well, has been the personnel part. Well, look, 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 Kevin Savar, we got to put that up. <laughs> I say, how are we doing? How are we things? Look what Kevin Savar says. <laughs> how we things scare me. <laughs> yeah, You're look, right. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I don't think any of us sit here uh, and, and feel like, that. you know, this is going to be a lock. But what you feel good about is they had a good draft last year and they have two picks in the top 18. Right, that makes right. you feel really, really good. And as Derek pointed out, what is it, Derek, five in the top 101 or whatever? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you, have, you have a lot – of opportunity you have a lot of options it's not like man he's got to nail 23 or, or this team is screwed no you got a couple of different ways that you can go and look it's not going to take that much to get a couple spots up from 15 if somebody's dropping that you love to get yeah. to 12 or whatever it's no, not no. and you recoup that by trading down from 18 to 21 you get that well, stuff right back well you heard what i said yesterday and i meant it you know and, and it really stuck with me when i when i thought about it I would be more than fine with trading 18 and getting two picks, like from the Bears. They have two second-round picks. And getting two picks from the Bears in the second round with all the value that you can get in the second round. You know, two players that I like are, are, are George Pickens, you know, or, or um, Quay Walker. Both Georgia guys. Quay Walker Linebacker. is a guy, that, you know, number seven. Just watch film on him. I mean, I was watching the highlights, you know, early today. I was 
I don't know why I do this, but I watch old film and I was just sitting back watching uh, the Georgia against Mizzou game and watch how that guy ran around. Yes, I was looking at Dean, but every time I'm looking at Dean, it's like Batman and Robin because wherever mm-hmm. Dean is, um, you know, Walker's right there. Quay Walker, mm-hmm. number seven, Quay Walker. So look at some feel on him. He's 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 somebody that can go uh, make things happen. And then you can't really watch a lot of film on uh, Pickens, mm-hmm. but just <laughs> so everybody knows, I mean, it's 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 uh. You better you get know. back to his freshman year if you're looking for a lot. <laughs> right, of right, 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 right. Same you with Stingley. Yeah. <laughs> what are you giggling at, D Gun? Uh, Xander just just put up uh Dan's deal said. Hey, Barrett, are you going scuba diving? Is that a scuba tank or a watch on your wrist? Jacques Brooks? You mean Jacques Brooks uh, there? I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Brooks Cousteau? Yeah. I'm sorry. Bro, the the, the, the stream, man. I love the stream, man. They get on. They're they're on fire today. Oh, no question. And, you know, I keep saying this. I don't know what it is, man. Everybody's enamored with Matt Corral. What is this Matt Corral stuff? I don't get it. I don't get it. To me, he reminds to me. me of another Baker Mayfield. That's what he reminds me of. I, I was watching Mike Tannenbaum last night on ESPN, and we'll get to it. We'll get a timeout in a second. We got Ray Dedinger coming up, but and I, say what you want about him, whether you you know whatever. He was didn't exactly do a stellar job with the Jets in, in Miami, but he said that the biggest boom or bust rate comes on Corral. He said it wouldn't surprise yeah. him one bit if we're sitting here in three years and he's not in the league, or he's the best of this group, <laughs> or the best of this group by far. That's what he said. He said, he's, he, said that, man. he said it's so hard to judge um, a Lane Kiffin offense, right? Because right. everything's done, you know, behind the line of scrimmage for him, right. essentially. But he said, in terms of athleticism and arm, he let and size. He said he's got all of those factors, but it could go any way with that guy. All the intangibles, you know, he brings yeah. everything to the table. I mean, yeah, he he's absolutely right. I mean, I love watching the kid play. I mean, I love watching him play, especially from from his from the year before last to this year. The year before last, he was real reckless with the ball, mm-hmm. throwing interceptions. You know, he's scrambling around, fumbling. You know, things like that. You know, making stupid mistakes. Yep. He got that changed up. You know, with Kiffin, Kiffin got him pointed in the right direction, and he just ran with it. I mean, no he doubt. took it. He took the ball and ran with it, man. No doubt. Let's get a timeout. We'll come back. Ray, Ray Real quick. Here's my here's, – I'm sorry, Rob. Here's my problem with uh, Kara. He reminds me too much of Baker Mayfield. He wants to take off and run. He likes to lower his shoulder and engage contact. Look at look at the shoulder problems Baker Mayfield is going through now, okay? Uh, Matt Carroll, undersized quarterback. Um, I don't think he's a great passer. He could be a great leader, but we've seen a lot of quarterbacks who are so-called great leaders who don't translate into great quarterbacks in the NFL. Again, I think he's a more of a project. You know, if somebody's willing to take the time with him and, and get rid of some of his bad habits that he has because you start taking off and running too soon, you're going to be on IR more than you in the field in the National Football League. No doubt. You, uh, you're not paying weak sisters like you do in uh, college football. Yeah, that's right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's step aside. Let's come back. We got the GOAT on the other side, the Hall of Famer himself, the one and the only. Goat. Ray Dittinger, you are watching, listening to Sports I feel like Take, Crystal Cross Media, right now. YouTube Network. <laughs> the biggest, most important draft in the history of this Philadelphia football franchise. The Jacob Media Sports 2022 NFL Draft Special. Live on 6ABC.com from the Ocean Casino and Resort in Atlantic City. Presented by First Trust Bank, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. IBEW Local 98, Stateside Vodka, United Healthcare, Mesa Law, 6ABC, and Budweiser. The official beer of the Philly sports fan. 
Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Oh man, fun first hour. Look at look at us. Look at us hanging out down the shore. I, I feel I feel like that Christopher Cross song Sailing takes me away to where I always heard it could be. Just the breeze <laughs> and the wind to carry me. What? And what? soon I will be free. Yes. <laughs> Yacht I'm Rock. One, I'm, I'm Brought one you by Derek Gunn. I'm one with um, nature right now. I just saw a pelican swoop down to take a fish. That makes my day right there. I'm I'm oh I'm good. God. Oh I'm good. Barrett, what are we gonna do with him, man? Christopher uh, Cross. Do. He's quoting Christopher Cross. You, you, yeah. you told him to come. You told him to come on this show. That's I a good point. Yeah. You That's told a him. good I'm, point. I'm, look, what do you want me to tell you guys? I'm sorry. I mean, you know what you're saying. I, 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 I hear you, but I don't hear you. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear you, but I okay. can't hear you right now. He's got us blocked out. You know who you're gonna hear right now is the who? man himself. Yes, he is a pro football Hall of Famer. He is. Oh. The he has got the Emmys behind him to prove it in case you were questioning his credentials. And he's sporting his St. James pullover. Does it get any better than that? The one and only Ray. De Ray, welcome. I I'm thrilled to be able to say this. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining us. I'm delighted to be joining you. And I, I wore this for your benefit, Rob. 
That's right. <laughs> Ray and I are Catholic leaguers, man. I, I'm a Bonner guy. Ray is St. James. But, but we can be friends anyway. It's like a family bad. reunion. Exactly wow. right. Yes, Delco guys go through and through. But, Ray, let me ask you this before we dive into to names and what you think may happen, all that. From when – and I'm, I, you may even say it goes beyond that because I know what a college football fan you are too. When do you really start digging into the data and looking at film and breaking down everything – with the college guys and how much goes into that on a daily basis from you? A lot, <laughs> a lot. Uh, yeah. I, uh, you know, during the, during the season, I'm watching college football, just like everybody else is watching college football, but the whole time I'm watching it, you know, I have, here we go. I have this, I have this next to me. Yes. I'm, take, I'm taking notes the whole time. Um, but just sort of jotting down observations, guys, they see guys that kind of jump out at me. And then just kind of, okay, I'll look, I'll check back with them when the season's over, you know. So I compile my notes as the season goes on. But in terms of doing the real deep dive kind of preparation for the draft, um, that usually starts right around, you know, right around the postseason, Senior Bowl, East-West Shrine game, that kind of stuff. When you, uh, when you get to see, when you get really, at that point, you know who the seniors are, you know who the declared underclassmen are you know who you're really looking at for the next draft. And then you can really kind of focus in on the guys that, well, first of all, on your team's needs and what the, what your team, in our case, the Eagles are going to be looking for. And then the players who are going to be available in the draft who best fit that description. Interesting. Oh, let, let me ask you then. We, we had a pretty spirited debate in the last segment regarding Jordan Davis. And he, he's kind of a polarizing guy, right? There are people that will tell you this guy's going to be a game wrecker. And he could do it all, you know, physical freak in terms of the ability to run and size and all that. And others say, look, too many plays taken off. Barrett seems to be on 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 that side of that. Derek's on the on the positive side. Where do you fall on Jordan Davis? Um, I actually think there's a, I actually think there is a case to be made on both sides. I think there's some merit to both sides of the argument. Um, he is. Uh, uh, I like him. I think I'm probably more on Derek's side than Barrett's side. Uh, I like him. Uh, I think that he's. I think he's a very. He's a he's very rare player. I mean, a guy who's that big, who can move the way this guy can move. Um, I, I think he's. I think he's certainly a very worthy first round pick, and would, and for a team that needs to shore up the middle of its run defense, is clearly. I mean, head and shoulders, the best guy in this crowd. Now. The question is, how much how much can he provide you in the pass rush? You know, because we all know that the NFL is a is a throw in the ball league, and defensive linemen right now and moving forward will be evaluated on how how much pressure they can get on the quarterback, uh, and that's one of the areas where uh, he there's a little bit of concern. Uh, I think that. One thing about him that it's going to, this is going to have to be true for whoever drafts him. They're going to really have to stay on top of him in terms of his weight and his conditioning. Uh, I mean, he, he told when we were down at, uh, when we were down in uh, Atlantic City, where you are right now for the Maxwell dinner last month when he won the uh, Bednarik Award as Defensive Player of the Year, I was talking to him a little bit. Uh, and I said, I asked him, I said, what, what did you play at? last year at Georgia. And he said 350. Uh, and I said, and what were you when you went to Indy for the combine and you ran the 478? He said it was 330. Mm -hmm. So he took off, so he took off 20 pounds 
from the end of the season to the combine. Uh, and he was obviously much better for it. I really do think he doesn't have to be 350 to be a great inside player in the NFL. I think he's he needs to be in that 320 to maybe 330 range, and he kind of has to stay there. I think if he gets too high in weight, if he gets 350 or on the other side of 350, uh, I think that's going to be a problem. So his weight is going to something you're going to have to absolutely keep a close eye on and just his overall general physical conditioning. But when you see him, when you see the tape of him or when you watch him live, and we all saw a lot of Georgia this year, uh, I mean, he can get down the line and make some plays in pursuit. Uh, you're obviously not going to move him straight ahead. You're obviously not going to blow him out of the A-gap because you just can't move him. I mean, I've said to take on double teams all year and nobody could move him. Uh, but the fact is he's not, an, he's not an anchored in place kind of guy. He can get down the line both right and left and chase plays down. We've all seen that. That's rare. You just don't see guys that can do that. But what he really has to do and what he really has to be able to sustain is the ability to get up the field on pass plays uh, and collapse the pocket. If he can become that player, and I think he can, given his physical strength, then I think he's absolutely, you know, a, a first, a, a pretty high first round pick. Hey, Ray, as we sit here and, and the draft is fast approaching, um, where do you think the Eagles should go with the first picks? If they stay with the first picks relatively in the same area, what's, what areas of the team should they address first in that first round? I'm, I'm still thinking defense first, mm -hmm. you know, and, I, and I'm not, you know, I, I recognize as everyone recognizes, they do need that other receiver yeah. that, that, that has, they have to get that guy somewhere at some point, but First things first, they got to get better on defense. They got to get younger. They got to get faster on defense. Um, and so the question to me is, where do you go? I mean, they could certainly use another linebacker, but we all know how this team and linebackers in the first round just don't go together. So um, edge rusher, I you know, the signing of Reddick was a really good signing, mm -hmm. but I don't think it ends there, Derek. I mean, I just don't mm -hmm. think that – we solved everything by signing Hassan Reddick. I think these could use another pass rusher. Uh, they, they absolutely desperately need a safety in a corner right now. I mean, right now you, you don't, I mean, you have one cornerback <laughs> and you do have to play with two, right? <laughs> right, now they, right now they have uno cornerbacks. Uh, so they got to go get a cornerback. Uh, and the other one is a safety. They're in the same. They're in the same boat at safety. I mean, they got one safety. You got Anthony Harris. So um, my feeling is, and I think a lot of people kind of share this. I don't know where you guys are coming from, but I I would be very surprised if the Eagles stayed at fifteen tonight. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think that Howie's got the cards to play here, uh, and I think he's I think he's going to move up. the The only question is, how far is he going to move up? You know, does he go um, does he go really big and pay a big price to get into like five, six, seven uh, and and maybe have a shot at a, uh, Hamilton? You know, Johnson, you know, Johnson? Okay. Jermaine Johnson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, you know, I mean, if you if you want to trade up to that range, if you want to jump into the Carolina spot and Carolina has been telling everybody that they're willing to move, uh, you want to jump into six and, and get Johnson. Okay, uh, I'm fine with that. If you if you don't want to pay that high a price, you want to pay maybe just 15 and one of your number threes 
to get to 10, 11, which I think is doable um, if you want to target Kyle Hamilton. You know, uh, I mean, I would I would certainly be uh, I'd certainly be open to that, mm-hmm. you know. And then also, if you're talking about getting up to up to six, you know, maybe Sauce Gardner still in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, that's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm looking at um, a really big time pass rusher, which I think Johnson will be uh, a cornerback who I think is a, an immediate day one starter, which I think Gardner would be. And Kyle Hamilton, who, you know, for all you know, for all the people that are are questioning him and and having him drop down the board. I mean, he's still, I mean, far and away the best safety in this crop. And if, if you're in a position to get him at 10, 11, 12, that would certainly be worth the trade up. But none of those guys, all of those guys, here's, all of those guys could certainly help the Eagles like immediately, but none of them are going to be there at 15. I don't mm. think. Well, you know, in saying that, you know, we talk about all the options they could do. How confident are you and Howie in his communication with, you know, talking to the coaching slash, uh, staff, talking to his 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 scouts, and making that decision amongst the the three of them, the three entities. You know, are you confident that he can go in and do that now, as a as a as a as a uh, as a GM? Not a hundred percent. I mean, because we've seen, you know, with Howie, it's a real mixed bag with his record. Um, I mean, he's, he's done, he's, he's done pretty good in, the, in some drafts and he's been awful in others. Uh, I mean, I mean, some of the, some of the whiffs have been brutally bad. Uh, and they're the kind of thing that just sets an organization back, you know, um, his, his track record picking guys high in the first round is pretty good. Uh, his track record picking guys middle to lower part of the first round, not so good. So that's why the idea of him, the further up he moves from 15, the better I feel. <laughs> because, because when, he's, when he's picking guys above that, when he's picking guys pretty high up, and this sounds like, well, who, you know, what's a, you know, who, obviously if he moves up, he's going to get better. Not necessarily. I mean, people miss at the top of the draft all the time. But the fact is that when they have had picks that high and he's made them, he's generally been right. Um, where he has more problems when he goes low. So – if they're sitting at 15, which is right smack in the middle, if you ask me would I rather see him go up or go down, I would certainly more rather see him go up. And given their needs uh, and the guys who are in this in this draft, there are some really good players. The Eagles just have to go up and find the right ones. Ray, you mentioned defense for sure. There's no question about it. If it is a receiver, if they decide to go that route for the third straight year in the first round, for you, whether that's a move up or sitting there at 15 – Who's likely or and who do you like and who is your maybe stay away from guy in terms of the receivers? Well, um, among the ones that are in the obvious discussion, um, there aren't any that I would say uh, I would steer clear of him. I mean, all the you know, like the top five, six guys to me are all good players. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think there's anybody in there that worries me. The only one that would concern me would be Williams because of the injury. Uh, you know, I just I just always. I just worry about drafting guys that are hurt. You know, I, you know, that's, that's why a job. I mean, I was having a long discussion with a guy this week about the fact that he would have no problem drafting a job. at say 15 and uh, 15. Yeah. And I, and I said, I, I said, I said, no, I, I would not touch him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him anywhere in the first round, to be honest with you. I mean, you're yeah. talking about 200, you're talking about a 255 pound guy with a, with a torn Achilles. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, and, 
he's, you know, the, the, his counter argument is there's so much upside. He looks at the guy he sees upside. I look at the guy I see damaged goods. Mm. Okay. And I don't want to spend a first round trade pick on that. Look, maybe the kid will come back and he'll be great and he'll have a terrific career. I hope he does. God bless him. Mm. But let him, let somebody else use that draft pick on him. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not going, I'm not going there. That's as, crazy. The first but as round. As far as receivers, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, if I, I know Barrett and I, Barrett and I have discussed it. And I, I know Barrett's a big Drake London guy. Yep. Yes. That, that would be his pick. Um, and listen, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, his size, uh, I mean, he had 88 catches in eight games last year. I mean, the guys, he's really, really a good player. Uh, I, my personal preference is Garrett Wilson. Uh, I, I, the, actually the two Ohio state guys, I really like Wilson and I really like Olave. Um, but my feeling is the, um, Early part, the first two picks in the draft. I'm not so sure I'm even going wide receiver. Mm. I, I'm really not. I mean, I, I want to get I want to get defensive players. If I could, my dream scenario would be uh, to get two defensive players in the first round, uh, and in the second round, get Christian Watson. Uh, and North Dakota I, State. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that he, to me, he's well. A couple of months ago, he qualified as a sleeper. Now, I don't think so. I mean, everybody's kind of on him ever since, really ever since Mobile. I mean, ever since he went down there and had a big week down at the, at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I think everybody's on to him. Um, 6'4", can really run. Um, and when he went down to the Senior Bowl, he demonstrated, he proved that he could, he could beat Division One corners. It wasn't just that he was overmatching receivers, defenders in that conference out there in the Dakotas. He went to Mobile and he went up against the best defensive backs in this draft and he, he beat them every single day. So he's legit. And um, some people think that he might actually sneak into the bottom of the first round. Maybe he would. But if he's there in the second round and I'm the Eagles, I would try to do whatever I could to kind of position myself to get him because I think he would be a really nice, a really nice second part of that offense opposite Smith. Mm. I saw it, man. I, I I did. Uh, I actually um called the semis to the uh, FCS, and I had um I actually had JMU at North Dakota State, and um I didn't get to watch him. He didn't play that game, but just from watching film, I mean, he tore apart McDuffie. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of the times I saw him, he was you know far beyond the best player as far as you know. Uh, a wide receiver versus a secondary in the draft, right? Uh, in, um, in the game. So, I mean, I, I, I love that aspect of him. Yeah. I, I think he can come in and play early too. Yeah. He's returner. No, I, I agree. It's like you and I were talking about this. I mean, I, I, a year ago, I had no idea who he was. Uh, when I first, when I first saw him was last year before the draft, when I was watching tape on Trey Lance, you know, when Trey Lance was getting ready to come out, and there was a lot of questions about who is this guy? How good is he? I began to watch some tape of Trey Lance uh, just to find out who he was. And I saw this receiver that was catching everything. And that's why I said, who is this guy? And I said, oh, Christian Watson. Okay. Oh, he's not even in this draft. He's next year's draft. So then I followed him this year and he had a big year, as you said. And then, but then uh, senior bowl really was what showed me was that the fact that he could, I mean, he lined up against the best corners that in this draft, and they could they couldn't cover him. I mean, they just couldn't cover him. Uh, and uh, I think that he's a guy that's to me the, the guy. I told you this, Barrett. The guy who he reminds me of is Jordy Nelson. 
Yep. Like, to me, that's, <laughs> that's what he looks like to me. He's got the same size. He's got the same frame, uh, has the same kind of footwork. Actually returned kicks in college the way Jordy Nelson yep. did. A lot of similarities there. And, you know, you look at the kind of player Jordy Nelson was in the NFL. I think this kid could have similar success. All right, let me ask, ask you linebacker, Ray, because I'm in a dream world right now. I had a dream last night that they actually took a linebacker in the first round. All right, You know and, he's dreaming now, Ray. You know after, he's dreaming. After you finish your laughing and, and you he, dust yourself off. It's because off, he drinks too much. That's right. That's right. <laughs> just, just pacify me for a second, okay? I, ha- I, had a, I had a premonition that they were going to take Devin Lloyd and then they're going to trade down a little bit and get Lewis seen. That was my premonition. But I'll ask you about the okay. linebackers. Lloyd Dean. I mean, it seems to be those two are the consensus best out there. If the Eagles break the pattern since Jerry Robinson in 1979, which one do you like better of those two? Um, I like Dean. Mm. I like yeah. Dean. Yep. I, had, um, I, I just did a, a similar show like this with uh, with the guy who's going to be with you tonight, Seth Joyner. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we did. A, I did the Seth Joyner show the other night. And we spent a lot of time talking about just those two guys, uh, Dean and uh, Lloyd. Um, and Seth is a Lloyd guy. Uh, he really, really likes Lloyd, which I, I think Lloyd's a really good player, too. Yeah. Uh, to me, Dean is um, when I watch him play, I mean, I just love his instinct. I just love his ability to find the football. You know, to me, there's. Linebacker, linebacker all through football, but especially in the NFL, is such an instinctive position. Mm-hmm. I think what really separates the really elite linebackers from the rest of the linebackers is is that instinct, that that knowledge, that feel that when the ball's snapped, you know what you know where it's going, and you can beat the blockers to the point of attack. I mean, that was that was Ray Lewis's greatest asset. Was I never saw I never saw a more instinctive defensive player than Ray Lewis. Great player. I mean, he's had. He certainly had all the physical attributes too, but I thought it was his instinct was so remarkable is what really defined him as, as a hall of fame player. And I'm not, I'm not trying to compare Nicobe Dean to Ray Lewis at this point in his career, but he has that same kind of instinct that as soon as the ball snapped, he's, he never takes a false step. Uh, and he was on a, on a Georgia defense that was loaded with good players. I mean, there are, Right now, in my in my in my breakdown here, I have I have seven Georgia defensive players going in the first two rounds of this draft. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. that's that's how good and deep that defense was. I mean, you got a lot of guys from that Georgia team are going to be playing on Sunday this year. But if you ask me who I think the key guy was, I think it was Dean. Mm. I really do. And uh, so I know he's I know he's a little undersized. I know he's 5'11 and a half, which people will look mm-hmm. at and say, well, that's not big enough. I don't know. I think he's the kind of guy that's always going to find a way. Now, Lloyd is the prototype. I mean, he absolutely looks the part and he's so smooth and he, he runs and he moves effortlessly. I think he's going to be a really good player too, but there's just a, a the, inst- the instinct and the leadership that Dean projects uh, to me is exactly what you're looking for in a middle linebacker. So listen, I could if if I'm the Eagles, I'd be happy with either one of them. But Rob, you asked me if who would I 
who would be my number one if I had to go one, two, mm-hmm. I would put Dean in there. But Seth, who's going to be on with you tonight, right. will obviously make the case for Lloyd. And if you're coming down to judging who knows linebackers, <laughs> you know, I'll I'll go with Seth anytime. <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to be wrong about it. But I, I watched Dean all this year, and I thought that Dean was just a really special player. See, Ray, um, I'm with you 100%. I said if there's a linebacker the Eagles even considering in this draft, it would have to be N'Kobe Dean. And I'd made the comparison yesterday on this show. When I watch this kid play, I see Micah Parsons, you know, in, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. In terms of instinct, acceleration, lateral pursuit, he can cover. He can dip under the big tackles and, and be disruptive in the backfield. And, and people on social media are like, you're out of your mind. There's no comparison. I'm like, you're not watching the same tape that, that I'm watching because if the Eagles don't take him, I do not want to see Nicobe Dean in the NFC East when you already have Michael Parsons in this division as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just did it. You just did it. Now they're going to do it. I mean, this is that's always happens. to That's my luck. I got buzzer luck when it comes to that. That <laughs> always gets to my buzzer yeah. luck. Yeah, man. I want to see the land. What happens? They take C. Lamb. I was screaming Michael Parsons. What do they do? They go out and get Marcus. Let's just make it a trifecta. They don't do the same thing this year for doing that. Right, yeah, right. That, right. When, you- when we did, when we did um, NBC Sports Philly, we did a mock draft. What was it like two weeks ago, Barrett? When we did yeah. the mock draft, um, and uh, it was really a lot of fun. Uh, it was really a lot of fun, and I thought there was some good information exchange. But when we were doing the first round, um, I had the Patriots pick at uh, 21 and uh, I was picking at that spot. I was, I was Bill Belichick for the day. I had my hoodie on and I was, I was all, I was all set to go. And uh, Nicobe Dean was still on the board at 21. And I said, yeah, I mean, you talk about a fit. I mean, Bill Belichick and Nicobe Dean, I mean, come on. So that, I mean, that was, might've been of all the picks I made in that first round, that might've been the easiest one because, I guarantee if Nicobe Dean is still there at 21, Bill Belichick's going to be on him in a second. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Hey, 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 Ray, for all the drafts that you've done and, and prepared for, do you still get as excited about the draft? Or do you get like like us in a lot of ways, you get tired of talking about it after a while. Just just get it here and let's see how this thing falls into place. No, I love it. Yeah. I really do. I I I think it's fascinating. I, I really do. I just uh I love the whole process. I love finding a couple of guys that I, I follow over the course of the season and I sort of tuck them away as my sleepers uh, and just kind of see where they go and track their career. Uh, I think it's great. You know, hey, listen, hey, for, for one day out of the year, we're all general managers. <laughs> yep, <laughs> right. we, all, we all get the opportunity for this one day of the year. We all get to play general manager. And the best part is there's no accountability. You know, nobody, you know, we, we – <laughs> Two days from now, nobody's going to remember anything that we said, right? Yep. It's, it's the Howie, the Howie Rosemans and 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 those guys. They're going to have to live with these decisions. We can just sort of, you know, wipe <laughs> our hands of them. But yeah, I, I love doing it. I really do. Um, I, 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 ha- I always have the same argument every year too. I, I always get frustrated with the scouts and the town evaluators who, who just go to the who go to the who judge everything by the combine and judge everything by the testing and judge everything by the stopwatch, and you know to me uh, everything you're looking for is right there on the tape. You know all the questions that you want to ask and every all the information you need is on the tape. Watch the guy play football. You know it's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. I mean you can you can tell who can play and who can't. It's really not that hard. I think sometimes guys get so much information 
with the pro days and the individual workouts and the combine and all that it muddles their thinking and they wind up drafting guys who they weren't that happy about on tape, but man, he did a great three cone drill. And then <laughs> you get the guy to training camp and you say, why, why the hell oh. did I draft this guy? I yeah. mean, we've had this discussion and this argument for 20 years and yeah. it never, it never goes away, but I always, I always have fun engaging in it because to me, you know, the tape and the, and the scouting, that's where it is. The, 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 you know, the people that really know the game, the real hardcore football guys that get out there and, you know, go to the practices and do their homework. They're the ones that year in and year out draft, draft solidly. You know, it's, uh, it's like Tony Rosano, the, guy, the old scout that helped build the 49ers team back in the 70s. You know, like he once told me, he said, don't tell me how fast a guy runs. Tell me how fast he plays. And I don't think I don't think I ever heard it put more simply or more beautifully than that. That's really what the draft comes down to. That's great stuff. Ray, I need you to take us inside here because you're sitting on the set each and every Sunday with Seth, with Barrett for the Eagles post game show on NBC Sports. Oh, here we go. I need you to, 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 you know, unveil the curtains and let us know what it's like to watch the games with these guys. How what's Barrett's reaction during the game? What's Seth like during the game? How crazy is it? Who's the calmer one? Who's the one you got to, you know, all right, all right, take it easy. Who, who is it? <laughs> but you left Michael out. No, throw, throw, throw Michael He's B the in there. Throw, throw our guy Michael B He's, in there, too. We're talking about the guy that you have to calm down. It's usually yes, good him. Point, good point. Good point. Yes. But um, I, I'll tell you, it's great. I, I love it. I, I love it. Just sitting with those two guys and watching the games uh, because you have – the best of all worlds. I mean, you have Barrett on one side who's watching the offense and talking about the line play and the protections and, and all that kind of stuff. And then I got, I got Seth on the other side who can break down a defense really well. I mean, and, and um, it's, I'm just, I'm just sitting between the two of them, just taking in the information. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, it, it's great. I, I really love it. And uh, you know, Seth is uh you know, Seth is R-rated, shall we say? Uh, <laughs> I think, I think no, it's fair. not Seth. Not you know, Barrett. Barrett, not so much. You know, Barrett, not so much. But Seth, what? Um, I, See, I, I'm not I've a often, heathen. You know, <laughs> I have, I have, I, no, I've often said this um, that um, Seth should be coaching. Yeah. Yes, he should. He should absolutely be coaching. Um, I I told him that. A dozen times. I said, you know, man, I love working with you. I love sitting next to you. I love talking football with you. Uh, but you should be coaching this game. You really should because he's he has got such knowledge and he's such a quick study. I mean, he sees things. I mean, he sees things not the instant they happen. He sees things before they happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really, really good at this. And he has such – and anybody that – ever saw him play you know the passion that he has and the love he has for the game of football i mean he would be a great coach and i really really hope that one of these days he gets that opportunity because i think uh if he gets the opportunity i think he's going to be a tremendous success we did a um a thing uh, a speaking thing in town a couple of years ago uh it was dick vermeil me and seth along with glenn Macnow, and we did a night of just talking football q a with the audience uh and it was tremendous. And as we were walking out of the, as we were leaving the building, I was walking out with Dick Vermeil, and Dick Vermeil said exact words. He said, if I was still, if I was still coaching a football team, he pointed at Seth, he said, I would hire that guy in five seconds. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Dick Vermeil said. Yeah. 
And I felt exactly the same way. I would really love to see Seth get that opportunity. That's and, very you know, cool. And a lot of people hey. think that Seth, you, Seth is like, oh, he can't play. He can't get around the the the, the athletes that are now because they, they get their feelings hurt. Seth, Seth, you know, when he's talking and he's, he's very passionate when he's talking, but people don't understand the reason, the reasoning behind him reacting the way he reacts is the love that he has for the game. And when he loves a player, he can relate to that player and he might be yelling at him, but the player will actually know that he's trying to make him a better player. So it'll be received differently from what we see on TV. It'll be received differently than the way we would think it would be. So Seth, I'm telling you, man, Seth can see it. The play before the play even starts, Seth says, oh, quarterback, come up, please come up, please come up. No, there it is. It, it, I mean, it happens just like that. Seth calls it out before it happens. And we're sitting there like, man, I see it too, man. I see it too. Hey, 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 Ray, before we, we, we let you go here, um, I heard your comments on WIP. Shifting gears to basketball now. Oh, pertaining boy. to the demise of the 76ers as we know it right now. And you singled out one player. You can single out a bunch of players. I mean, everybody's at fault right now. But your dissertation on James Harden, uh, was legendary. Could you reiterate that in terms of what he is not giving the Sixers team at their most desperate time right now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, the deep breath, I just love. There's nothing better than the Ray pause and the yeah. breath, and then here we go. Yeah, I um, I think people are kind of missing missing the the bigger point with, with James Harden. Uh, I mean, I've been hearing all the discussion, and it was even the show that I was on, the guys were discussing, you know, the James Harden comparing James Harden of today to James Harden of Houston and that he's not, he's not the great player that, uh, you know, he's not giving you that, that those. And I said, forget that, you know, it, it's not, it's not, a, not a question about being great. He's not even good. Okay. <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about, well, well, you know, he's not the great. No, 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 no I, I, I'd settle for good right now. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that, um, it's it's clear to me that you know he's 32 with a lot of miles on him and it's showing. That's part of it. The other part of it is it's clear to me that he's still he's he's still not over the hamstring injury, which really limits what he can do. Uh, and you know Jimmy Lynham was on with us uh, the day that uh, Derek's talking about, mm-hmm. and Jimmy made what I thought was a very interesting distinction in basketball. He said he said there are shooters and there are scorers. He said, James Harden has never been, in his mind, a shooter, like a pure Steph Curry kind of shooter. Uh, But he's a scorer. You know, sometimes he'll hit the shot, but if he's not hitting the shot, there are ways he can get to the basket, get fouled, get layups, do other things. But he could score. He wasn't he wasn't necessarily the pure three point shooter that people had talked themselves into believing he could be. He could hit the shot once in a while, but he wasn't going to shoot for a super high percentage, but he was going to score right now. At his age and with his what these physical limitations, he can't do that now. He can't break guys down yeah. off the dribble. He can't get inside. He can't get the fouls. He can't get those baskets uh, in the lane. And so right now, he's, you know, unless there's some sort of a miraculous turn back the clock valve on him where you can somehow take him back to those other days, you know, I don't see this thing turning around in a positive way. I don't. I, re- I really don't. I mean, they may find a way to squeeze out one more win in this series, but the way things look right now, I don't give them a whole lot of hope of moving past Miami. 
All right, Ray, I need you to indulge me for one second because it's one of my favorite Ray Dinger stories. And and you are beloved by, by each, the three of us, that's for sure. But I don't know if these two guys know this story. You're covering boxing. It's the early 80s. You know where I'm going with this. Uh, Roberto Duran? Yes. Okay. And uh, there was a special photographer on hand at, at, yes. the, uh, at the boxing match? Yes. Christy Brinkley? That is Was correct. on hand? That is and, Yes. Christy, this is prime Christy Brinkley. Okay. And yeah, 19, Red, this is 1981. 1981. Right. This is like vacation Christy Brinkley, if you, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. So Ray is there covering the fight. Now it's, 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 uh, Hearns and, uh, Hagler and Leonard, or, or, I'm sorry, Duran and Leonard. Duran, Leonard, two, two. Two. This is no Moss. Right. Okay. And you're at the, I guess the, is it the day before Ray? The yeah, it was two. It was two days before. Why don't you pick it up from there? Yeah. Okay. Um, New Orleans. Uh, two days before the rematch of Leonard Duran, um, and I'm down there, and we're at the Duran workout, and Christy Brinkley is there, and she, Don King, had brought her in as a quote unquote photographer. Basically, it was just to have her walking around yes. and for people to look at her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, she. I don't even know if, I don't even know if she took the the lens off her camera. You know, I'm not even sure. And nobody cared. Yeah. And nobody cared. <laughs> but she's. I mean, she was. Well, Rob describes it. I mean, she was stunningly drop dead beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, she still is. But I mean, yes. you're talking now. We're going back 40 years. So yeah, imagine yeah. how great she was then. Yeah. So she's just sort of walking around, snapping pictures, and there's a group of reporters. There's maybe a dozen of us that are watching the Duran workout. And so she comes over to where we're standing. And for some unknown reason, I'll never figure this out. She decides she wants to talk to me. (laughs) So she starts talking to me about, um, you know, uh, I really don't know much about this sport. I've never been to a fight before. uh, And I don't even really know who Roberto Duran is. Uh, You know, what could you what could you tell me about him? So, well, you know, he's from Panama. He was a poor kid, lived on the streets. A rich guy found him, brought him in, taught him how to fight, yada, yada, yada. So I give her the Cliff's Notes versions of the Roberto Duran story. And so, you know, she's taking, oh, wow, this is really interesting. Wow, wow, I didn't know any of this. Wow, wow. So the workout ends, and uh, she says, again, she's walking with me. uh, And she says, you know, I... If I'm going to be here and I'm going to be doing this stuff, I really need to learn more. You know, why don't why don't you and I go to lunch together? Why don't we have lunch together and I can talk to you and get some more information and learn some more about? It? <laughs> so here's Christy Brinkley asking me out. Okay. <laughs> and what did you say? Um, and I said, I I'm sorry, I can't. I I'm on deadline. I had and it's. And it's I had to go upstairs. I had to write my story. I had to have my story in by two uh-huh. o'clock, my Roberto Duran story. And so I had to tell Christy Brinkley, sorry, hon, can't go to lunch with <laughs> Right. I said, I'm sure, it's the only time. And, and Derek, I'm telling you, the look on her face, it was like priceless. It's, She's never I been shot down in her life. Only time in her life that a man ever said no to her. It's me. Incredible. It's me. Hey, hey, my favorite Rayism is he is the only man in America, I believe, that still doesn't own a cell phone. Is that correct? That's correct. 
I don't, you know, I don't know how you function without a cell phone. Now, I mean, we, we become so crippled by modern technology. I don't know how you do it, Ray, but I applaud you, man. Little question. And hey, hey, Ray, I will see you tonight. Well, later on today and tonight, we'll be together, me and Ray, breaking down a little stuff, you know. So can't wait, man. Can't wait. I can't yeah. either. I look forward to it. NBC Sports Philadelphia. Of course, catch Ray every weekend with Glenn Mack now on WIP. Ray, you're the best, man. Thank you for uh, for giving Love us all you, this time. All, all the right. best so, to you. So listen, if, if I see Christy Brinkley on Broad Street on my way down, <laughs> do I pick her up and bring her with me, Barrett? Wait, wait, wait. There's hey. one more part. There's one more part to this, guys. Didn't he, wasn't didn't even your editor say, Ray? What are you doing? Like we could have dealt with this. <laughs> With the yeah. deadline being pushed back a little bit. Yeah, right? how do you like that? That's the ultimate slap in the face. Yeah. After I call the office, I file my Duran story. I file the off. I call the office. I tell the boss what happened. I said, you know, I had a chance to go to lunch with Christy Brinkley, but I had you told me I had a two o'clock deadline. So here's your story. And he said, What are you nuts? You had a chance to go. So even the guy who I wrote the story for, even he thought I was a schmuck. <laughs> you're talking about, you're talking about, I, I, that, you can't win for losing, Rob. I I know. Oh my goodness. Well, that's our life, Ray. Listen, that's man, awesome. you're, you're the best, Ray. We appreciate it. Keep being you, man. You are the best. Thank you, Ray. Have a great afternoon. Have fun tonight with Barrett, okay? Uh, my pleasure. Barrett, right. see you later. All see you, later, you got it. He's, he's unbelievable. He shot down Christy Brinkley, prime Christy Brinkley, because he had to get, he had man. a deadline for a story. A deadline. <laughs> but I totally understand that. That's man. him. Yeah. I've had so many experiences with Ray, man. You know, it's it's crazy, man. I remember the first time I heard him cuss. I was like, what? Yeah. Me and Seth look like this. What? He is the best. (laughs) He is the best. He is. I I learned. I look, I I am the king of the Barrett can speak to this. And that was that's going way back, man. I'm a fellow devotee of the legal pads. That's oh, no question. Taking a lot of notes. Look, it is preseason. There's there's no need to chart preseason in both Ray and Rob. Oh, you too. That's right. Down down in distance every preseason game. That's right. I I live by my notes. I will always. I can't I can't log on computers. I don't care about that. That stuff. I need my manual script in front of me. I read that better than anything I put on the doggone computer. I'll yeah. miss something if I do that. So I got to concentrate on the game. Concentrate Because when I watch a game, I don't watch the game like everybody else. I watch the game kind of crazy because I see things happening before it happens. Right. So I see it. Right. So because I look at the secondary, then I look at the linebacker level, then I watch the offensive line, ball get snapped, then I watch the quarterback. I watch his reads with the secondary. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy how I watch the game. So I, I don't really enjoy watching games. Yeah. I just watch games – you know, right. just, you know, it's breaking stuff down, man. So, yeah, like, I hear you guys. All right. So we come back. We got a little NFL news and it uh, in regards to a team in the Eagles division, which may impact what they do tonight. OK, I'll give you that when we get back at two o'clock. You got EJ Smith joining us for the Philadelphia Inquirer. He's in Vegas. So he'll give us the latest on what he's hearing there, not only on the Eagles, but the entire draft don't go anywhere we're coming to you live from top golf ocean casino resort just an unbelievably spectacular place we'll be here all day and tonight with the draft night special right over my shoulder with seth and mike quick and d gun and myself and devin caney this place is going to be on fire we got bands we got it all right here don't go we anywhere. have sand we have a beach we have seagulls we have ferris we have pelicans wheels. we have, we have ferris I mean, wheels barrett doesn't have any of it unfortunately barrett has a, get some coffee and he sat barrett has a basement 
That's right. He's Barrett. He's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. It's the biggest, most important draft in the history of this Philadelphia football franchise. The Jacob Media Sports 2022 NFL Draft Special. Live on 6ABC.com from the Ocean Casino and Resort in Atlantic City. Presented by First Trust Bank, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles, IBEW Local 98, Stateside Vodka, United Healthcare, Mesa Law, 6ABC, and Budweiser, the official beer of the Philly sports fan. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Alright, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you ready? Alright, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Fake them up. Mama go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. I think Barrett took off on him. He can't take it anymore. We keep rubbing it in his face that we're at this beautiful Top Golf Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Uh, we both, you're looking at the beach. I have the beach right behind me. Yeah, and he's, man. Can't take it. Should you we know? tell him that? Should we tell him that we're waiting for food? Oh, should we tell yes. him? Well, you got to wait. You wait till he sits down and rub it in even further. Our our objective today is just to rub it into Barrett. That's basically all we're looking to do. That's it. 
that's all we really need to do throughout the gun. But how great was Ray? We talked to Ray uh, Dinger. We just wrapped up. Oh, there he is. Oh, there's our guy. He's back. We we thought you took off on us, man. You thought we thought you couldn't take anymore. I started to. I started to. Had to get hey, more hey, coffee. Hey, hey, did you see what my guy, my wife just posted? That's what? wrong. That's wrong on so many. Look what she just posted. <laughs> Wow. Can you believe this? I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, you wow. are kind of happy, Trish guy. Wow. I don't know. I, hey, I, I I'm going to be a little hey, concerned. Hey, hey, Rob, I'm going to be even happier when the food gets here. Oh, uh, Barrett, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Barrett, did you hear that we have food on the way, too? No, you guys, hmm. you texted in the, in the group chat. I'm, I'm pissed off about that. <laughs> Poor buddy. Poor you buddy. Text in the group chat. Oh, I yes. want a hamburger. Yes. Medium well. Mm-hmm. My fries. I get mine well done, and they all make fun of me. I, I am a well done guy, I, and I know Why that's you eat blas- a burger well done. I, I know it's blasphemous to everybody. I get it. I, I know. I, I eat a steak. I'll eat a steak, and I'm doing medium or medium okay. well. There okay. you go. But yeah. Hamburger. I gotta have well done. Yeah. I'm what? With you. Thank you, Barry. No, Thank no, you. No, Thank no, you. No, no. Yes, I appreciate. Be medium, that. medium to medium well on a hamburger. Uh, steak, you you eat a steak well done. You might as well just go get beef jerky. You know what? <laughs> when I was let's get you. Some, when I was growing up, there was this German lady that lived next to me, and she would take raw hamburger, put onions and yes, it, yeah, inside it, yeah, and, and eat it raw. Oh, dude, I had an uncle. Had wait, an wait, uncle. wait, wait, wait. Uh, eat, eat yeah. the eat the not hamburger. Raw. Yes, yes. Oh, the hamburger I, raw with I, onions and, and and green peppers in it. Oh my god! I, I, hey, look, I had an uncle who would take a raw patty. Would take a slice of onion and lay it on top of the patty, a little salt and pepper, and a piece of cheese, and eat it like that. Jeez, man! Oh, boy. I couldn't do that. I'm no, sitting there like this, going, "Yeah, that's right." Oh, I'd rather no. be. I'd rather be hungry. I, like I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't. No, I can't do it. Hey, my, right. my old my oldest daughter, my oldest daughter's uh, husband, uh, my son in law, his mom, when she gets a steak, it's well done, and she puts ketchup on it. Ketchup? I don't even see. I don't go that far. That's a cheese thing. That's almost a cheese thing. Yeah, I don't take it that far, man. I'm getting called the devil by Duck and others because I go well done. This is rough. Yeah, these these streets are rough out here, man. Jeez. Oh my God. What's going on? Yes. You are the devil. Yeah, exactly. This is classic, man. Man, oh man. All right, so I got to share this with you guys. So maybe this impacts things in the draft. So the Giants have elected, have declined the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones, which would have paid. Yeah, would have been. It would have guaranteed the team starting quarterback, who's the starting quarterback for right now, twenty-two point three nine million next season, not this season, but next. So does that mean? Huh? I don't. I don't know. You guys hear music? No. (laughs) Uh -uh. Rob, you hearing things? It's all right. Maybe yeah, it's that, just me. Yeah, something right. went off in your uh, in your in your program. You can hear it, but we can't hear it. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's, so um, that's like that movie where it says, "I see people." I fixed it. No, so, you know what? That's that's what I see. That's what I feel all the time. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> I, I usually just—it's usually just voices. For for me, it's voices. Um, no, but do you think that because you remember the Giants have what two? Two, yeah, two, right. They have they have a fifth and seventh round pick, uh, fifth and seventh picks in the first round. If they took a quarterback, I say quarterback, offensive lineman. They got to yeah. shore up the offensive line. So I yeah. think they would go quarterback. If that is the case, quarterback, offensive line. Well, yeah. neither the GM or the head coach are tied to Daniel Jones, anyways. It's just Correct. the owner said it, 
at this point, I could see they 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 probably they probably went out last week and he was throwing balls around. They're like, oh, we can't we we can't have this. <laughs> I, I to me, like he can't play. I mean, he he. I'm I'm surprised they even went with him again this year. Uh, honestly, uh, but that wouldn't surprise me one bit. They could be a candidate to trade down a little bit. Maybe you can't justify taking a quarterback as high as they are right now, but right. maybe maybe they're You're exactly a trade. right. Yeah, maybe You're they're exactly a trade partner, right. and you—that's where they take a quarterback. They take Pickett or somebody or, or Malik later, and the Eagles could jump up there. And who knows? I mean, this, this hey, is where this stuff starts. Anytime a quarterback breaks containment, running down the field wide open, there's not a person <laughs> within seventy-five <laughs> yards of him, and he trips over a blade of grass before he gets in the end zone. Turf you got monster. To go. Yeah, you got to go, monster. Yeah, you got to go. Bro, You'll never live that down. That's Bambi, Bambi-esque. <laughs> that was one of the. That was pathetic. That whole game was pathetic, by the way. The and Eagles we were pathetic in that game, too. Yes, they survived. They survived it. Yeah, that's for sure. But, yeah, I mean, that's um, that one. This is what I'm talking about with, like, draft night deals and and who knows. Yeah. yeah. You know, something like that could, could portend to them not making that move, not, you know, mm-hmm. grabbing a quarterback and not not grabbing somebody else that could still be there for the Eagles to take, which is a great Absolutely. sign. Absolutely. That's for sure. All right, so let's sneak in a little Sixers here before we talk to uh, to EJ coming up uh, at the top of the hour. He's going to be joining us from Vegas. We'll keep rolling with the uh, with the draft talk. But so game six tonight, guys, in Toronto. We know Thibel won't be playing uh, because he's not fully vaccinated with the Canadian laws. We know that, but he hasn't been a factor anyway. Even when the games have been home, he's been brutal. It help or hurt that they had a couple days to think about this. Is it something where it's playing with their mind even more? Or, all right, that's we'll put that away. We've been able to practice pretty strong the last couple of days and clear our heads. We're not in front of the home crowd that maybe throw raining some booze down on us. You know, maybe we'll be motivated by a Toronto crowd that's going to be crazy. How do you view tonight, mindset wise, psyche wise, for the Sixers going into this? I, I'm, I'm at this point thinking that. All right, I'm tired of hearing all the noise. I'm tired of hearing about the BS. I'm going to go out here and ball out so you know, so you remember who I am. I am still the MVP. Respect me accordingly. I could be passive aggressive all I want to be because I am that dude. So I'm hoping B goes in with that, that attitude. Then I'm holding hard and say, oh, you guys think I'm old? You think I can't drive the lane? You think these guys can really stick me? And he goes out and shows everybody who he really is that he can go out and do that. Now, that's just in my world. It's not CTE I'm talking about, but it's, I'm just saying that's, that's, yeah, right. that's, that's what they should be thinking. That's what I would be thinking. That's how I would report. Oh, you guys are non-believers in me? Okay, I'm about to show you some. Hey, but make sure you guys stay off this bandwagon when I go out there and I'm going to give you 40 points and, and Harden's going give to me, give me uh 32 points. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, you know. I'm really you're reaching, but that's okay. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Or or until or until Harden or until Harden drives the paint yeah. and all of a sudden flops and rolls on the ground like a rabbit being shot with buckshot when he grabs that hamstring again <laughs> and this season is over. But I think they've had they've had a way too much time to just sit and think about this. All the comments that have been directed towards them, both locally and nationally, have been negative. And all they've all they're hearing right now is will they be the first team? to lose a 3-0 series lead. That's all they've heard about. So they have to be like caged leopards right now. They have to come out scratching and clawing. They have to assert themselves like they did in the first two games. Because anything less than that, the result is going to be the same as it was the last two games. 
because you allowed this Toronto team that has inferior talent to your team to survive on their home court and then come back and beat you on your court in a series-clinching game. They not only beat you, they held you to under 90 points. They beat you by 15 points. They beat you on the glass. They beat you off the dribble. They beat you like you beat a rug outside trying to get the dirt off of it. <laughs> so basically right now, if you come out swinging tonight, you deserve to lose game seven on Saturday. Play yeah, and I, I think the amount of pressure that would be on them coming back here at home Oh my goodness. Having let them win three in a row with a couple more days for this to build up, I think it would be Sunday they would play. It would be, it would not, it, it would be an awful situation. They really, really need to take care of business tonight and end this thing. If not, I don't have a good feeling for Sunday. I can tell you that right now. Can well, you I don't imagine have a good how feeling. quickly the fans would boo them in Philadelphia in a second if things go poorly. They would be going bananas in that well, game. Well, I'm looking at, you know, when you look at that game, man. Um, even though they have nobody over six nine, when they put in that bigger lineup, yep, and they're everybody's long, like, man. yeah, everybody's like six seven to six nine, yep, and they're more athletic than mm-hmm. what the uh, what the seventy sixes are on the court at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, they have more sixes have more talent, but they're playing with more enthusiasm, and that's one thing that I can't accept as as a as an athlete. Yep, right. has somebody outplay me. Simply by them being more aggressive, being, uh, you know, giving more effort. It was lack of effort that really lost that game. No doubt. The Sixers. Lack of effort. You should never be able to say that about an athlete. I didn't give enough effort. That's why we lost. That's like the most defining thing who, of who you are is the effort right. that you give when you're performing, man. And they got beat. They got out hustled to every ball. They beat them and rebounded because of that. Defensively beat them. They just out hustled them, man. That, and that's indicting on the team. The yep. goal, you know, if they get beat tonight with that same effort, they deserve to be home watching the NBA playoffs with me. You, you know what's weird? As we sit here and discuss this, I'm more in tune to watching the Sixers game tonight than I am the draft. Really? That's yes. a problem. That's going to be a problem at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna be. Hey, D. Gun gonna be ready. I'll be ready okay. for the draft. Okay. I'm just Barrett, saying. Barry, for a minute. He no, checked no. out on me, man. Hey, Barry, to tell you, I'll be ready. I'll have my notes. I'll be ready. This I guy better it. be ready to go. Yeah. Okay, because I know I'm, that guy will. I'm, that guy will. That guy will. And and this girl will. We'll be ready to roll. No question. I'm just saying, man. There's something about this game tonight that I'll be like, "What's the score? What's the score?" Oh, Who's for sure. Got, look, you're, you're you know a sports fan. Just, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're always you're always going to have – look, we can multitask. We, you, we, there's not an issue with that, but, I'm, yeah, but I agree with you. I, I want to see the body language, man. I want to see I do they come too. out and yes. play inspired yes, basketball. Derek, yes, yes, yes. I want to see if they're going to stand there and watch Toronto players walk past them again on the way to free easy layups. I want to see that as well as hear it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you look, you're going to know real early in this game by the way that they're playing defense and the way they're rebounding where their heads are. And if who, you're seeing who, the same stuff that you saw on that, yeah, there's there's the ring. Who right, wants Barrett. to play for this? This is what I know. And yep. B, do you want one of these? Mm-hmm. That's what I know. Do you want one of these? That's what yeah. it's all about. Yep. Do yep. you want a championship ring? Very that cool. defines you as a player. I'm going to get me one. And that's where they have to think, man. By all, you know, by, by all uh, uh you know, uh, by all the you know, where I read and by all what the critics have been saying before this series started, that there's supposed to be a runover. Mm-hmm. For the 76ers. They should have ran through it. They should be chilling yeah. right now. 
But they're the only team that's not chilling right now. Yeah, you no see doubt. What, you, see, you see what John Dickerson said? D Gun will be found close to the buffet. You ain't never lied, brother. Hey, I'm gonna he, be, he, what a John. <laughs> that's if the only thing. I, that's the only thing I can predict with certainty tonight. That D Gun hey. will be near the buffet. Hey, hey, let, let me ask you. I'm gonna be throwing elbows at the buffet tonight, Jeff. I know. Well, let me ask you this though. It says, um, you know, uh, I'm looking at what? Who is it? Paul Mancini. Yeah. 76ers have been completely out coached as usual. You think it's coaching? I think it's more so effort than coaching. It's I, it's yeah, I, I would. I don't think. I think Doc through the first two games really outcoached them. Uh, I, I don't think. I think Nurse has made better adjustments, but I put this more on the players right. for sure than I do yeah, Doc Rivers. Yeah, All right, yeah. let's get a timeout, guys. Let's come back. We'll talk to EJ Smith from the Philadelphia Inquirer. He is live in Vegas, the site of the 2022 NFL Draft. We're coming to you live from Atlantic City. Ocean Casino Resort Top Golf. What a setup we have here. You see it over my back shoulder here, but we are we have the golf screens right in front of us, man. The bar right here. It's going to be a party tonight for the draft day special. That's for sure for sure. Seth and Mike and D Gun, myself, Devin Caney, cannot wait to roll tonight. But we've got another strong hour of sports take coming up. Derek. Barrett, Derek, Rob, we are Sports Take. Jacob Beatty. I'm sorry, what'd you say? It's the biggest, most important draft in the history of this Philadelphia football franchise. The Jacob Media Sports 2022 NFL Draft Special. Live on 6ABC.com from the Ocean Casino and Resort in Atlantic City. Presented by First Trust Bank, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles, IBEW Local 98, Stateside Vodka, United Healthcare, Mesa Laws. ABC and Budweiser, the official beer of the Philly sports fan. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? (laughs) Yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Uh, look at the gun. He's rubbing it in, Barrett. He's just straight up rubbing it in at this point. Go ahead, Barrett. Come on, Come on man. I mean, bro, it's not professional, man. It's, that's not professional. Eating, man. If I'd have done that, you'd have, you'd have, you'd have lost it. What, what is this? What is this? I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have, have, have I ever said I was professional? Have, you ever heard me say that? <laughs> Yeah, don't don't assume anything, Barrett. You know what happens when you assume. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, you know who is professional, and he does a phenomenal job covering the birds for the Philadelphia Inquirer. And he's kind enough to hop on with us today. And he's not rude enough to be eating while we're actually trying. I'm sorry. To get I'm sorry, this man. Show, unlike Derek Gunn, EJ Smith. EJ, EJ to what's show. up, bro? EJ, what do you, what do you say? What's about going this on, guy? man? What's he's throwing a, he's throwing a burger oh. down while we're trying to try. We can't get through with the show. <laughs> hey, you could have at least shared with the rest of us, Connor. Right, 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 right. <laughs> look, 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 hold up, hold up. EJ can't say nothing because even though we don't see food, he's out in Las Vegas, where it's about eighty degrees. Mm. He's eating on company money, so you know he's eating fine cuisine. <laughs> so I'm, you know, this burger is phenomenal. But EJ, you better not say nothing, man, because you out there living a the life, brother, right now. Yeah, I had a pretty nice dinner last night. I can't lie. See? I can't lie to you. See? <laughs> you try to drag everybody else down with him. I know how you how you work there. EJ, first off, great great seeing you, man. And yeah, excellent yeah. work on, on your yeah. birds coverage. We appreciate it. So I, I, I guess I'll start with this. Set the scene for us in Vegas, man, because we remember what it was like in Philly a few years ago. It was wild. It was so much yeah. fun. And I thought I thought the city did itself really proud, you know, in, in, in a proud way for sure. But Man, what's in the land of sin there in, in Vegas with all the bells and whistles out there? Yeah, it's pretty incredible right now. You know, we've I've been here a couple of times. You know, obviously the, the Eagles had the game against the Raiders, you know, last season. And I actually went here on my honeymoon. Um, so I've been here a lot in the last couple of years. But um, it's interesting to see such a big part of the city shut down for something. Um, and, you know, it's definitely um, – are going to be a big event. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of Eagles, a lot of Eagles fans, and a lot of NFL jerseys at, uh, at all the casinos right now. See, I don't partake <laughs> in the, uh, in the gambling, but when I do, I, I got to walk through the casinos to get wherever I need to go. And you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of NFL fans here right now. It's a cool atmosphere for sure. Is the, is the stage outside? Like, where is the setup for everything in terms of what we'll be seeing tonight? So it's over by Caesars. I'm pretty sure it is outside. I haven't made it over there yet. Um, I was at the. Uh, they have like a football field set up for the prospects, and that's where they had availability yesterday. But yeah, you can see the stage um, pretty much when you're walking on the strip. And yeah, it's outside. They had like a really cool like concert last night too by the fountains. Um, mm. You know, a couple of big acts uh, were there. So yeah, it's definitely it's really cool to see Vegas this way. Awesome. They were trying hey, to put a boat out there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I heard some prospects talking about that. There was just yeah. no way that was going to work. Like right, right. somebody was going to end up in the water. <laughs> hey, hey, EJ, did you make the mistake and get a rental car? Because I've talked to a few people in the media who are out there, and they said we can't even find parking in our own hotels. 
you know, one guy told me he circled for like 20, 25 minutes last night and ended up parking like five or six blocks away from his hotel. <laughs> he couldn't find parking. <laughs> no, I didn't get a rental car. I got one for the Raiders game and I regretted it. It's just, it's crazy out here. You think parking in Philly is tough? I mean, my goodness, it's, it's tough over. out here. So. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. Yep. So, well, let me ask you, EJ. So, are you hearing anything? Is there any kind of vibe just just from the from the folks out there at what may end happening with the Eagles as we sit here at fifteen and eighteen coming into tonight in the first round? Yeah, I mean, every all the conversations I've been hearing have been about the Eagles moving up. I mean, it's kind of they're in a weird spot where it feels like at fifteen, there's a good chance a lot of the guys that they covet will have gone right before them. You know, I mean, Jordan Davis is a guy I'm hearing a lot about, mm-hmm. um, you know, Kyle Hamilton a little bit less so. And then you hear about them wanting to trade up for guys like Derek Stingley or Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, all those guys might be gone by 15. So I definitely think they're one of the, the biggest names to watch in the trade-up market. Um, it's kind of funny. You hear, well, a lot of teams want to trade up, and then you hear a lot of teams want to trade back. So mm-hmm. I really think it, it kind of comes down to there's, there's only but so many guys with first-round grades in this year's class. It's kind of yeah. – it's a deep class, but the top isn't as good. I'm sure you guys have heard this. You know, it's, the top isn't as good as um, as previous years. And, you know, there I've heard, like, some teams have 15 guys, 18 guys with first-round grades. So if you're at 15, you might want to move up to get that next tier of player. So um, definitely a lot, a lot of what I'm hearing is that, you know, they're, they're exploring their options. You know, Howie Roseman's not afraid to make a trade. Um, I'm, and, you know, just from what he told us last week, he's got these scenarios already mapped out. You know, he's taught, he's been talking to GMs for the last couple of weeks about, you know, if X players there are at eight or nine or 10, what will it take for me to move up? So I'm sure that, you know, once the draft comes around, he's going to have the framework already laid out and it's going to be a matter of which players start to slide, which players is he getting a little antsy about? So I definitely think at 15, you're looking at them, you know, potentially making a move up. And then at 18, I think that they probably would like to trade out of that spot. I mean, the phone's got to ring, you know, somebody's going to call them and, you know, want to move up. But there's some teams in the back half of the first round that seemingly would be interested in moving up. So I do think that there's going to be interest there. So, I mean, expect the unexpected, right? I feel like there's going to be a lot of trade uh, trade chatter, and I feel like there's a chance that the Eagles don't pick at 15 or 18 tonight. Wow. Hey, Go ahead, Bear. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, if you're in, if you're in the war room with Howie and his crew, what, what what are you picking? What what positions are you targeting? Um, I honestly see like listen, I grew up in this area. I've been watching the Eagles play football for decades, and I know what defensive and offensive lines with elite elite producers and difference makers can do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I'm, I'm all in on Jordan Davis. I feel like you know there are obviously question marks. If there weren't, he'd be a top five pick with his physical traits. But I feel like the potential of him as a difference making defensive tackle, you know, kind of that heir apparent to Fletcher Cox is too too good to pass up. And I think they're going to have to go up to get him. I, I just, you know, the, from what I'm hearing and, you know, just from what people will tell you, the, like, Jordan Davis is a Ravens type player. You know, Ravens pick at 14 and just size, you know, physicality, athleticism, intangibles. He seems like a really good kid. I talked to him for a while yesterday. You know, he feels like he's not going to get past 14. Now, maybe he does. Maybe, you know, the Ravens do. They got other needs. But I do feel like there's a chance they got to move up. Um, I've, I mean, on on the field, Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end, edge rusher, I mean, he's really special physically, you know, physical traits and everything else. You know, there's questions about the kind of the character stuff, but I don't know. I don't like to put too much stock in that stuff because, you know, you never know where that's coming from. It's hard unless you spend a lot of time with those guys to really know, you know, what's what's what they're made of, you know. So the Eagles know a lot more about Kayvon Thibodeau's personal makeup than I do. But as far as a football player, I mean, he's special. And the other guy that you look at is Derek Stingley. 
I mean, he might be the, the best cornerback in this class when it's all said and done. I mean, as far as upside, you know, as far as upside, that's about as good as it gets. So, I mean, when you, when you listen to what Howie Roseman said last week, he talked about unique physical traits, you know, he, he likes to call it like the phrase, like tools in their body. I don't, I don't really know if I go with that, with that expression all that much, <laughs> but it's a little weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I feel like that's going to be, that's going to be the theme of this draft. It's going to be guys with elite physical traits, high upside. Cause you know, they kind of, you know, every year kind of has a theme, you know, like last year was culture setters the year before, you know, maybe two years ago it was college production. What's that? Yeah. Speed Speed. was the year before you're right. So I feel like physical traits, you know, explosiveness and the the tools thing is going to be this year's, uh, this year's theme. Um, You know, just looking at um, how the Eagles are constructed, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I really feel as though, you know, receiver is going to be a second round, you know, maybe later in the draft. I, I truly think that, you look at the defensive side of the ball, you look at Gannon. They got to give Gannon more in order for him to be a little more effective. And um, you do you think they're going to be both picks in the first round going defense? I could see it. I mean, one of the guys I should have mentioned a little earlier was Jamison Williams, the receiver out of Alabama. I could see them being all over him. He's not going to be able to play right away. But, I mean, when you watch him, he is unbelievably explosive. And, you know, sometimes with these deep receivers, you know, you kind of – these deep threats, you can kind of get – enamored with the fact that they can take the top off a of defense, but it's mm-hmm. also like, you got to do, you got to be able to do more than that in the NFL with Jamison Williams. He really can. He's a, he's a good route runner. He's tall, you know, six two, about 180, 190. He profiles as more than just say, take the top off a of defense type of guy. He's like a run after the catch threat. He can run, yes. you know, certain routes. He, he's a guy that's going to win in other ways than just being able to run go routes. So uh, I think he's a guy you could see in the first round. Um, there's buzz around Drake London with the Eagles, but I don't buy it. You know, I just think, you know, with their track record with Pac-12 receivers, you know, especially with J.J. and the fact that, you know, they, Drake London profiles kind of com- comparably to J.J. I talked to um, David Shaw, Stanford's head coach, yesterday, and he was kind of explaining to me, you know, Drake London's taller. He's a little bit more athletic than J.J. Those are the reasons why you might, you know, can talk yourself into it. But I don't know if I see him as a first-round target, especially because this is a, a, a deep class of receiver targets. You know, there's going to be a lot of guys in the second and third rounds who go on to make an impact. And I think you can – if you do go defense early in uh, tonight, then you could go back and get you a George Pickens or, you know, maybe a Christian Watson slides out of the first round. There's going to be guys there uh, in the second round for the Eagles at receiver. EJ, let me ask mm. you, the, the Giants sit at five and seven. And we talked about this a little bit earlier. They declined the option for Daniel Jones for the for the fifth year on him. A candidate right there to maybe jump up with if they were they're looking at it like, hey, we can move down a little bit and still grab a quarterback possibly. Think that could be a trade partner for the birds? Yeah, I'd say that the Giants, I would say the Jets, I'd say the Seahawks are all kind of in that cluster. If they want to get in the top ten, you know, those three spots are the ones I'd look at. Um, you know, obviously Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas have a lot of uh, history together. And I feel like, you know, the price is going to be prohibitive to get up to seven, I feel like. That's going to cost a lot. I mean, maybe they do it for the right guy if Kayvon Thibodeau or Derek Stingley's there, and those are, you know, tier one, you know, highest upside players on their board. Maybe they do it. But I also could see them making a, a sort of smaller move up, whether it's 10 or, you know, even 13 with the Texans, uh, 11 with Washington. There's going to be some teams, I think, that want get, to get out of those spots. Um, although there was buzz today that the Texans want to move up from 13. So, um, you know, obviously everything right now is kind of um, – you know, you hear a lot of different things. Everybody kind of wants to make sure they're being cagey with their information. But I definitely think there's a lot of teams, including the Giants, who you could see them move up with. Hey, EJ, this is such a suspect class for quarterbacks this year. You know, and, and this has been a hot topic among a lot of media outlets. How many quarterbacks do you honestly think could go in the first round of this draft? 
Yeah, I'm like, I go back and forth. I mean, obviously, this class is definitely not as good as the last few classes have been. You know, there's yeah. not really a definite answer. There might not be. I mean, Kenny Pickett's probably the only guy who can start next year. And mm-hmm. I think he's got really limited upside. Uh, Malik Willis is the one that I think has the special upside, you know, a guy who could actually be a top five quarterback in the NFL one day. But he's super, super raw, low level of competition. I mean, I saw him at the Senior Bowl. He's he's got a live arm, like one yeah. of the most special arm throwers of the football you'll see. But he also like will throw it right at some guy's ankles on a on air, you know. So I feel like you know this year's class is kind of tricky to figure out. I I would say that two or three guys will probably go. Um, it wouldn't shock me if Malik Willis sneaks into the top ten. Um, it wouldn't shock me if he ends up eighteen or you know. I, well, when I say eighteen, it wouldn't shock me if the Eagles end up trading out of 18 because some team wants to leapfrog over mm-hmm. the Steelers for Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter. I think Desmond Ritter's got a good chance to go in the first round. I, I really like him as a prospect. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say two or three. I would say Malik Willis is the guy who I kind of expect to surprise people tonight. Um, I just feel like a guy with that skill set, you know, athleticism, be able to, ability to run the football, cannon for an arm. And he's also a really good kid from all accounts. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, Sean McDermott is uh, one of his quarterback coaches. And I talked to him about Malik. And, you know, you just hear unbelievable things about his ability to, you know, his coachability, um, his personality. I mean, it's kind of like if you can get those traits in a, with a guy who's got that personality and, you know, that ability to take coaching, I feel like he'll go pretty early. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think Desmond Ritter, like I said, and Kenny Pickett have a chance to go. So I'd say two or three. I mean, maybe there's an early run on those guys. I think it really depends on when Willis goes or if Pickett goes early. Um, you know, I think that there could be an early run. But, yeah, I, don't, I definitely don't think this is a, one of those years where we're going to see three in the top five or even the top ten. Mm-hmm. All right, EJ, just because I like to watch Derek and Barrett laugh at me, I threw it out there earlier that I had a premonition that the Eagles would actually take a linebacker oh, in the first round for the first time since 1979. Yes, I let it rain down. EJ, I, all, all these comedians out of work, and, and he's still cracking jokes, man. Correct. <laughs> what are the odds? Give me some odds that this may happen, that there's a possibility, that there's a, there's a glimmer of hope. Yeah, I give you like 10, 15 percent. Oh. It's, it's not just that. <laughs> it's not just that. Like the the first round, I like Devin Lloyd a lot. And Kobe Dean, I think, is going to be scheme scheme dependent. I think it depends on where he goes. Not, he needs to be in the right situation. Um, but there's a lot of good day, day two linebackers. Like we were talking about receivers earlier. It almost feels like the only position that I feel like there's more. Like you're going to get a starter if you draft this guy day two is that linebacker. I mean, there's Chad Muma, there's Christian Harris, um, you know, there's Channing Tindall, there's uh, Leo Chanel, one of my personal favorites. There's a lot of guys who I think will go day two and be impact players pretty quickly. Um, so I just don't think, you know, like Howie Roseman said, it's a really good linebacker class. And what, what I take him, when he, when he says that, I take him, take that as him saying, we don't need to get one right away. <laughs> so yeah, nice that's what it's, it's, yeah. Well, yeah. AJ, let me ask you this then. You know, in looking at this draft class and with the Russians, the way they are, um, I, I keep hearing the, 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 the kid from, you know, Koloftis going to the Eagles. Please tell me that because I think he's reached his, his ceiling as far as what he brings to the table. There'll be other guys there they can pick up besides Koloftis, right? Um, at 18, I feel like Karloftis, that's probably like the beginning of his range. I mean, you hear all kinds of stuff with him. You hear he's, <clears throat> you hear some teams have him, you know, right around the top 10. You hear, you hear other teams have him like day, like day three or, you know, third or fourth round guy. Um, so there's a lot of variance with him. Um, I do sort of feel like 
physically, you know, the bend, the ability to get around the edge is a little limited there. <clears throat> he's an effort guy. You yes. know, he's a powerful edge. I think mm-hmm. best case scenario, you're hoping that he comes in, he studies <laughs> under Brandon Graham, and he becomes kind of that next Brandon Graham. But I don't really know if that's something that you know that's high. That's his high end upside at 18. That that is a little early. So um, I don't know. 18 is kind of a weird spot for edge rushers, depending on how things go. Um, you know, I I know that there are some guys who are kind of trying to sneak in there. I'll be honest, another day two guy. I'm going to keep giving you guys day two guys. I really like uh, Nick Bonito out of Oklahoma. Yep. Um, he's mm-hmm. kind of like a Hassan Reddick clone. You know, it's like if you Long have Hassan Reddick, yeah. yep, super, super athletic. You know, he's yep. a little undersized. Motor, too. Motor yep, man. Absolutely. Plays hard. Reminds um, me a lot of Murray that was yeah. there before. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think he could be special. Um, so, yeah, 18's kind of tough because gonna. it seems like there's going to be an early run on these edge guys. Um, you know, and another guy – you know, who might sneak into the end of the first round is like Dave Ojabo. You know, obviously he's got the injury, but he was a special prospect for that too. If, you, if you're confident in his medical, I think he could be another guy. But, yeah, I agree. Like Carlotta said, 18 might be a little bit early. Do they dip their foot in the, in the quarterback pool at all, EJ? I, I'm talking – I don't mean first round or second round. I'm talking fourth – I mean later in this thing when we get to day two, day three. Bill, this is the quarterback factory we're talking about here. So, <laughs> um, I, I I could see him doing day two or day three. The only tricky thing is that you got Gardner Minshew, and like the longer that you go in this off season, the long I guess the more, less likely it is that some team's going to need a backup quarterback. There's not there's just less and less spots available. Um, but you know, I think a day three quarterback. I think that's kind of what you should expect from the Eagles at this point. And there will be some guys. I like the kid from Notre Dame. I can't remember his name. Um, and then Bailey Zapp out of Western Kentucky. Cone, Cone out of Notre Dame. Yeah, yep, Cone. I like him. I think those are two guys. You know, that profile is good backup quarterbacks. You probably don't want them to start games for you, but you know they have some traits. So, uh, so yeah, I don't. I would be. I wouldn't be shocked at all, especially because they got so many picks. You know, they can afford to to take a flyer on a guy, and I think that fits. You know, kind of what they've done and. Know how they value the position. Yeah. Hey EJ, I could definitely see them getting a running back in the mid to late rounds. When you consider the the health history of Miles Sanders, they seem to be indifferent towards Boston Scott until the second half of the season. And of course, you have Kenneth Gainwell, who's a situational back. I wouldn't be surprised if you got another, not just get another young back, but a back that can come here and push for some significant snaps in 2022. Yeah, two guys I, I I like that come right to mind when you mentioned that. Tyler Algier, I think is how you pronounce mm-hmm. that name, from BYU. Mm-hmm. He's a power back. You know, Jordan Howard's still in the roster, but you again, as you mentioned with Boston Scott, you kind of yeah. saw that they don't really like put a lot of value on him. You know, he was on the practice squad, sort of had to, <clears throat> you know, kind of force his way onto the field. I could yeah. see them going for a guy like Algier because he's a you know kind of that same archetype, you know, powerful back, you know, a guy who can get you short yarded situations and sort of be a change of pace guy. And obviously the guy, you know, kid from Georgia, James Cook, you can't call him a sleeper because he's Dalvin Cook's brother. Everybody's yeah. going to see him coming. Yeah. But oh, yeah. he's special, man. He's he's a good athlete. He's not as big as Dalvin. He's not going to be able to take the punishment that Dalvin takes. Right. He doesn't project as maybe a featured back. But he's kind of the guy that I think Nick Sirianni would enjoy having, you know, like a gadget guy. You can line him up in the slot. You can put him – you can, you know, run jet sweeps for him. You can do sprint outs with him. He's just a good athlete, a guy you're going to be able to get the ball in space. Um, and there's a lot of guys. I mean, I named two, but there's a, a handful of guys that'll be there on day three that I think, yeah, and I, I agree. I think that they will probably try to add a running back at some point. And I think day three is definitely the time to do that. Mm-hmm. EJ, do, do you think Andre Dillard's moved tonight or, say, tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be, if it, especially like, you know, we talked about Seattle earlier. They got a need at offensive tackle. 
Um, obviously, that's where he's from. You know, he's a little, probably would be a little bit more comfortable out there, I think. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of, like, I think there's going to be value for Andre Dillard tonight. If, if they need, you know, to throw something in to sweeten the deal up into the top 10, I could definitely see him being the trade bait that kind of seals it. Cause I mean, he played pretty well last year, you know, in, in a, in, in a relief spot for Jordan Mailata. Um, kind of surprised me. I'll be honest. You know, I watched him really struggle during training camp and it's kind of funny. It was like, you know, for a while it felt like the, the beat reporters were the ones telling everybody like Andre Dillard's not ready to play. And then he kind of mm-hmm. goes out there, and once he's on TV and everybody can see him, he actually played pretty well. So no, he um, bowled. He bowled. Remember, yeah, me no, and you was, were me and you were sitting there talking. We were watching one on ones, and then we were like, "Did he get any better?" And all of a sudden, bam! From out of nowhere, he just turned around, didn't he? Yeah, I I, I think it's a lot of uh, a lot of it's mental with him. You know, I think when his confidence is up, he can he you're, you see the traits. I mean, he's he's a really good athlete, and he's getting bigger. He's getting stronger. So. Um, I think when when he gets a little low, you know, he can sometimes maybe struggle, you know, with consistency. But no, he was really, really good on the field. And I think I definitely like I said, I think he's got some value if they're trying to move up and they kind of need something to push it over the edge. Yeah, what, what's, your, what's your sorry? What's your evaluation with um, with 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 Howie going into this year? I mean, are you confident in him? Um, you have any, you know, uh, you know, hesitation with his picks in the first round? Where, where are you at with, his, with your confidence in Howie? Well, my colleague Jeff McLean wrote about how he's a lot better in the top 14 than he is after that. So, um, I mean, I think that he he really needed 2021 to go the way that it did for him. I mean, it went about as well as he could have imagined after a really you know, down 2020. I mean, I think he is who he is as a drafter. I don't think that's his strength. Um, you know, I think that if he, you know, trusts his scouts. And that's what people – It's one of the things I've heard this week is, like, this is going to be a year where you um, – where you, this is going to be a year where you kind of need to uh, trust your scouts. You know, you need to be able to let let the board kind of do the decisions for you because it is kind of a deep class and there's going to be a lot of guys. So, and you know, it's, the top isn't as, as deep as usual. So, um, so I definitely think that, um, you know, drafting is not necessarily his strength, but the, the, the work he does with contracts, the work he does, you know, kind of just running the uh, the organization. I definitely think that, you know, those are the things that aren't as like easy to talk about. And he's obviously had some big misses. Um, so I think that that's kind of, I feel like he's kind of like always going to be in that, you know, top 15 GM range, maybe not top five, but somewhere in that range. And, you know, I definitely think that, you know, this year's draft's going to be huge for him. Um, I think if he, if he hits this one out of the park, you know, it starts to look a lot different, especially when you look at 2018, uh, the mm-hmm. class he had then and how they kind of turned things around all of a sudden your draft record looks a lot better if you hit on a couple of these picks, but you know, I, I definitely think, you know, you kind of, it's kind of like the, the devil, you know, with Howie a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And, and not to mention the fact that they're in pretty good shape with picks for next year as well. Go ahead, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do the Eagles have to draft two impact players in the first round? If they take, if they take two players in the first round, first round, do both have to be impact players in 2022? Um, I, if the, if you're going to draft defensive guys, you got to be pretty confident that they can get on the field pretty quickly, mm-hmm. I would say, but I'm, I'm not certain that they'll make two picks tonight. You know, I, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. it wouldn't shock me at all if they draft someone, if they trade up to go get somebody, let's say they trade up to get Stingley, right? You trade up to get Stingley, maybe you go up to eight or nine to get Stingley. It wouldn't shock me if they traded out from 18, maybe they trade out to, to 29 or 30 and trade back again. You know, mm-hmm. somebody wants to get a fifth year option on a quarterback you trade from 30 back to 40 something. It wouldn't surprise me. So I don't think they, and I would honestly say that that would be a win. So I can't say that they have to get two impact players. If they're going to draft two guys tonight, I agree, especially if they're defensive guys, they got to be able to get on the field. You can't draft somebody and go, 
yeah, he may or may not start start year one for us, but we like the upside. Like this defense needs help. And I think a guy like Jordan Davis, you know, a guy if Jermaine Johnson's there at fifteen, I think that's a no brainer too. You know, you got to get guys that'll make impacts. Um, but it wouldn't. I, but if they get one of those guys, if they get one potential difference maker, and then they stockpile picks for tomorrow, because again, I think tomorrow's the guys taking tomorrow are gonna be really good too. Um, I would I would still call that a win for. Mm-hmm. EJ, I got to ask you. You mentioned you're a Philadelphian Sixers game six tonight. Raptors. We're all, we're all sort of we, <laughs> He's we still all have laughing. That, yeah we, we we all have that same reaction, right? We, all of us. We're all like, ah, what's what do you think? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I am so glad that I won't be watching it tonight. I mean, because <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'll put you, I'll pull you behind the curtains. I went so I've been to two games this year. I went to the uh, the Celtics game where they lost by fifty. Oh. Oh my goodness! I, dra- I brought my wife, and my wife was like, "I don't know why I listen to you. I'm mm. never going to a game again." <laughs> so finally, I yeah. tell her, "I tell her, you know what? We, we oh should go to goodness. Game Five. You know, like they lost oh, Game no. Four. We should oh. go to Game Five. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll see them close out the Raptors, and then they put out that effort. I'm, I swear, my wife's never going to go to a Sixers game. There are the two ever. games. Whoa, She's going to the Celtics game and Game Five of the Raptors this She's year. She's not allowed to go she now, dog. I'm sorry, man. She might throw out the jersey. She's never going again. Oh my God. Is she from Philadelphia also? Yep. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. tell you this. Oh, she might be bad luck, man. You and her are bad luck, man. Two games. I'm about to say can... I'm never going back either. I'm, the next time I go, it'll be a meaningless game. I promise right. you that. Go to oh, a man. preseason game. Right. Yeah. Exactly. EJ, great stuff, man. Thanks for hopping yeah. on with us. We Thanks do for having you guys. Have fun out it. there, and we're looking forward to your coverage for the Inquirer. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Good luck tonight. Take care. All right, man. Got it. Thank EJ you. Smith. Yeah, it's funny, man. When you you bring the Sixers up, and everybody either does that sort of ch- that nervous uh, chuckle, yeah, or they or they just do they're like, oh, it's all the same reaction from from everybody, man. That is funny. All right, uh, let's step aside. Final timeout of the program. We'll come back. We'll keep rolling with the draft stuff. Oh, Gunner's got his Wahlburger soda. Take us the break, you. Rob. I got a man. burger sitting there calling me. D Gun, come back. Barrett, your thoughts. Is- this burger's out of this burger's out of this, this world, bro. You don't look, do that. Friends don't do that. Other look, friends, bro. Look, look, friends don't do that. Man. I just want you to know, wall burgers. Go, go to break. Go ahead and go to break, uh, bro. I think he has Mark serving him fries. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Mark. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. 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 There we go. Yeah, Rob, take us a break, man. All right, enjoy. All right, Barrett, I won't. I won't torture you, man. We'll get a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll keep rolling you, with bro. the Eagles draft. D-Gun, Mouthful, Barrett Brooks, Not Mouthful, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. It's the biggest, most important draft in the history of this Philadelphia football franchise. The Jacob Media Sports 2022 NFL Draft Special. Live on 6ABC.com from the Ocean Casino and Resort in Atlantic City. Presented by First Trust Bank, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. IBEW Local 98, Stateside Vodka, United Healthcare, Mesa Law, 6ABC, and Budweiser. The official beer of the Philly sports fan. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Oh, did you finish, Derek? Are you done now? No. You'll be happy to know. I okay. completely demolished that burger. Mm-hmm. It's not that's not good friendship, right? What? This isn't good friendship. That's not good Why friendship, not? guys. You guys eating it, and I can't eat, man. That means I got to take the show over. This is more me role now. We, you know. Go ahead, go ahead, man. You guys are wrong, man. That is right. Totally wrong, man. I You're feel not. bad now. I feel bad. I, I'm gonna yeah, have someone. I'm gonna have someone drive a burger over to Barrett's place right now. <laughs> From I'm Amsterdam, from you get there about an hour. I had Doritos. That's what I had a break. I had Doritos. That's it was it. nasty. I had Doritos and coffee. That's lunch of champions right there. Doritos and coffee. <laughs> Doritos and coffee, man. But I'm for the draft, man. I'll be locked down at the Wells Fargo. I'll be there all time, all night. You know, while you guys have this great story. I mean, you guys are on from eight to what? Eight to the end of the eight the until draft, the right? end of the draft with in the, the first with round, yeah. With Seth, with Mike, with Derek, myself. I'm a little red in this picture, by the way, guys. It, it, now, you just got back from Florida and, spring training. And, and yeah, I don't. Ever, I don't think I've ever seen you that tan. Am I tan, or is that my blood pressure? Which, which is <laughs> a combination of everything. I don't know what. It depends on who you were around at the then, time. That's what and it then is. They put me next to Devin, who's beautiful, and then right. I, I, I look like a lobster. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah. So it, we're it, on from eight until the end of the draft. Barrett, we're riding this thing all the way out till till it's done because we don't know. The Eagles might trade back. Who knows, right? So I'll, I'll, be to, I'll be able to pop in because I'm not going to be on. I'm not going to be on um, the you know with NBC. Okay. All, the whole entire time, I'll be on live. But then I can come on and be with you guys. You guys gonna let see, me in? That headshot's better. Yeah, sure, sure. I look better. But anyway. but see, but see, Barrett, it's not just the four hours of talking football with with Rob and Seth and Mike and Devin and yourself. It's the ambiance that precedes it. Here, we got a live band. It'll be here tonight. 
a chef, a chef. Let me let me emphasize that again. A chef will be preparing food for us to sample throughout the night, and, and then I'll we talk football. Wawas. And I'll be eating wawas in in, in the office, sitting at my desk. My, NBC might order you a pizza or something. I don't know. They might get <laughs> right, you a pizza. Right, 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 right. We used to get chicken and peas back in the day. Not anymore. Mm. That was well, when well, it was I, Comcast. Yeah, well, yeah right. <laughs> Seriously, you know. Hey, but Tru- it, truer words have never been said. It is yeah. what it is, man. Well, let me ask you. So I'm on record. You guys haven't well, gone on record yet. All yes. right. So I I gave you, and I went out of the box a little bit considering the Eagles history, but I gave you Devin Lloyd and Lewis Seen. So Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah, for people who aren't familiar, Lewis Seen, the defensive back out of Georgia who will hit you. Let me tell you something. They, he is not afraid of physicality. So that's what no. I went with. All right. So where are you guys going? Barrett, how about you? I'm going Devontae Wyatt, defensive line from Georgia. Okay. And then I'm going uh, Andrew Booth, cornerback from from uh, Clemson. Those are my two picks. Uh, that, that That's two really solid picks, by the way, yeah. if that's the way it ends up. How about you, Barrett? Or D? Barrett, D. What's, what's Derek, sorry. <laughs> no, but um, I like Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. I, he won't I, be I there. Like, I know. But unless Howie moves up. Unless he deems, you know, unless they he, deem that that's their guy. He will you know, do that, I, too. I like him, and I like Stingley. You know, I know Stingley has the has the injury history, but I love everything else about him. I love his ability to battle, uh, to go up for balls, to, to to change directions on a dime. And Barrett, how many times have you heard me to say this? You know, it's a game where cheetahs are always chasing gazelles, yep. and I think he's one of those cheetahs that can track down gazelles. He can get physical with them. He can go up for the 50-50 balls. I think he will make a natural transition from the college ranks to the pros. Those are my two guys. I, but like Barry said, Jermaine might not be there, but I, I've been talking about Jermaine Johnson for the last three weeks. Every time I've, I've looked at him on Phil, every time I've, I've looked at people talking about him, the fact that he left Georgia, went to Florida State and was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, you know, like boom. You know, that tells me all I need to know about this guy in terms of being able to fit in anywhere. Well, and I, what I like about him too is they weren't a very good team this year. No, they and weren't. No. If you watch them, even when they're getting beat up pretty good, yeah. there's effort there at all times with that guy, yeah. with, with Jermaine yeah. Johnson. And, yeah. and that that's encouraging. Uh, go back to Stingley for a minute. You won't see a guy in college football have a better freshman year than he had. He yep. was spectacular. Phenomenal. Right? Phenomenal. I mean, locking down the best receiver on the other team in that co- in the best conference in America, fearless as an 18-year-old, a true freshman. But it's been a lot of injuries and a lot of questions yeah. last year. I'm going yeah. the opposite way of Jermaine Johnson. The, yeah. the team was bad, and he basically was like, eh, I'm not really in a rush to get back to this. That That's concerning to me. I, like, Derek, yes. all the talent yes. in the world, but that scares yes. me, man. It, 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 cries, it cries shades similar of Sidney Jones, doesn't it? All well, over that, again in terms of what this kid could be. Um, I would have said Sauce Gardner, but I don't think Sauce is going to be on the board uh, when the Eagles pick, you know. For the top you know, this guy didn't allow a single touchdown in his entire career. Insane. That's and, the and kind of competitor. Three. Yes. Yeah. And he's 6'3". That's the kind of competitor I want on my defense. But I didn't say his name because I don't think he'll be there. I mean, I don't know if the Eagle is as, as much draft capital as Howie has. I don't think Howie would spend that kind of draft capital to go up that high to get um, a, a cornerback. But I do think Stingley could slide down into a very safe landing spot for the Eagles. So that's why I went with Stingley more so than Gardner. 
yeah, both sauce, of them are locked down. Well, sauce yeah. feels like yep. the kind of move that you'd have to make to get a quarterback. Like that's like a Wentzian yeah. kind of yeah. move. And that that does feel like a lot for a corner. So I yeah, ideally, would you love them? Of course. But I yep. just think that's a little bit out of their their range yep. right there. Well, you look at you look at Stingley. Stingley, just like you said, was almost like he was disinterested. He had a bad team, too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Kansas State beat up on, on, on uh, the last game of the year. I mean, they beat them like they stole something. Right. But there's still something to, you know, having enough, you know, cojones to go out there and play, even though, you know, your, your team sucks. Right. And that's one of the things that I question. If anything, he should have just not played like his counterpart did, you know, the, the, um, the receiver – Jamar Chase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking at looking at Stingley, his upside is 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 so far up, man. We're, we're talking about a yeah. guy, man. If he even gets close to where he played his freshman year, and I think he will. He has the speed, he has all the intangibles. And when you get to this level, I think he's gonna turn it and, and he's gonna turn it on and be where we think he's gonna be. So mm-hmm. I think it's still a safe bet, even though he didn't, he wasn't healthy and he wasn't um he wasn't playing as hard as I thought he should have been playing. But I still see him as somebody that, you know, if you did get him, he would start opposite of Slay the first day. Yeah. Oh, he, 100%. He's that good. Yeah. You wouldn't have to worry about it. He can go out there and, and, and I think he can cover the number one receiver on any team. That way you have Slay and him covering their one and two, however you want to do it. With Anthony, oh, with, with Avante Maddox, you know, that's, a, that's a pretty good secondary. Mm-hmm. Then I don't want to hear anything from Gannon talking about, well, you know, uh, you know, we 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 play. No, you can be more aggressive now. Right, you can right. go out there in line. You know, put a guy in your face and and and, and play him man to man. So I mean that that's the way I would go. I'm still at this point, man. I just can't get receiver out of my head though. You know, I, I still mm. think this is good since since Detroit, since Detroit did it. You know, 10, 12 years ago when when Millen was the um, GM, draft in the first round three wide receivers. I mean, eventually, you know, what I'm saying. You're gonna you're gonna end up getting the guy, and I think that you know there is a guy that in this draft that can be the guy. I don't know which one is gonna be, but it can be the guy. You know, if they can get a, a you know a Megatron out of it, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm game for it. I'm good. I don't think they're gonna be deterred by the last three years. I I don't. Like, <laughs> right. if, I'm telling you, man. Like if if they're to that point, whether it's 15 or or 18 or or there's a trade up down whatever. Uh, and and their their guy is there. I don't think that's gonna give them pause, man. I think they'll pull the trigger on it. And Barrett, to your point, whomever if they're take, if they're making two picks tonight, whomever they take better be starting, better right. be on the field, or else there's real problems with the amount of holes on this team. Da, da, da. Yep. Yeah, but you know you, you you talk about the three picks Detroit made uh, in a row for wide receivers. Did it make them a a better team? Did it make them a playoff team? Because they neglected areas. They should have addressed. Now, it, the sexy pick was the wide receiver for three consecutive years, and they had a pretty good receiving core for a while, but they were still the Detroit Lions. You know, they're like the, the, the bad news bears of the NFL. You know, and I just think as much as I agree with you, Barrett, and, and, and I've said this publicly, that they can use another pass catcher, I'm just more inclined to feel that defense is where you start right now. You can still get a pass catcher. As we've talked about on this show, you can get a pass catcher in the second round. It may not be one of the top two or three, but so what? History has shown you get pro bowlers in the second and third round also. Now, of course, with the Eagles' history of 
drafted receivers in the second, third round. Eh, a little different. Well, you know what? But it's a possibility. Yeah, that's the problem, D Gun. I know. We have know. we have yet to have it. We have yet to have it throughout the entirety of the franchise, the Eagles franchise. We have never right. had right. a hundred catch receiver. Now, how damning is that? That's crazy. We have never that's... had a hundred catch receiver. Uh, yeah. Some, well, some... And look. When we it had a tight end. It, it could be good and bad. Like if you if you're loaded at receiver and you're spreading the ball around, all right, it's not that yep. big a deal. But yep. we're talking about the Eagles. If we if you're the Eagles, <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Look, I just keep here's what I keep getting back to with the receiver thing. I can't imagine that in good faith you're going to send Jalen Hurts out there with Devontae Smith and the amount of question marks that there are at the receiver spot. We all love Dallas Goddard, mm-hmm. but I'm talking receiver. And, and compare it to what the other teams are going to battle with. It's not even right. close. Right. You are, you are, you're, he's got his one arm tied behind his back to try to do this thing. And it's, it's not fair to anybody. It's well, not fair to him. It's not fair to this offense. And it's, it's, it's not fair to if you are trying to smooth somebody to bring him in here to be a, um, to be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. If, you, the, if you have the receivers that you have now, there's no quarterback coming here. You see what happened with, um, you see what happened with, with, with Russell with Wilson. Russell Wilson, he right, went to, right. Three really good receivers, you know, Cortland, you know, right. Judy. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's, you know, you want to, you want to just make it, you want to make it a fair fight when you're out there. And I don't think they have, they're making this a fair fight for, for Jalen Hurts, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of how good he comes back. Right? If he can read defenses like he's, you know, like he's, you know, um, whoever, Brady, whoever, mm-hmm. if you don't have somebody to throw to, it's tough. It's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. So, so, so basically, uh, based on what your statement is just now, you feel like I do that. I don't think that this organization is giving Jalen enough to work with. No, in, you're right. In terms, in terms of, you know, we can talk about Jalen taking this game to that next level all while we all we want, but it would help him and enhance that probability if you upgrade right. the people he's trying to throw the football to. You have to. And that's almost that's why I was so so much of a big proponent on on going out and get um you know Drake London because right. you have a guy right. who has a forgiving catch radius for a quarterback like you know Hurts right yep. who can go up and get it you know a guy that you know get the 50-50 balls and it's much different than what we saw in JJ that's not even close to being the same player as we see in JJ. Yeah, right, and, and you, what you also want to do is you want to be able to open things up for Devontae, too. I mean, I can only imagine. Look, he had a really good rookie year. There's no question about that. But you guys know, and Barrett and, and Derek, you guys both look at the All-22 yeah. a lot. Yeah. The amount of times that he was open last year, and he's accustomed to, in, in the offense that, that he played at in at Alabama, getting the ball in those spots. He didn't get it yep. a lot yep. last year. And his numbers would have been that much better. Now, I'm not telling you all of a sudden in the second year he's going to start throwing tantrums, but, I mean, frustration will set in if he's just being keyed on by every opposing defense and he's not getting his. Like, that will start. Trust me. Promise oh, me. Rob, Promise I do you want better than that. I do you want better than that. When they wanted him to get the record in the last game against Dallas, yeah, they were piping the ball to him, pushing it to him, pushing it to him, pushing it to him, mm-hmm. and he gave instant results from it. He went out there and balled. You know, he had 100 yards. You know, he went out there and accomplished just so he can get him the record. So why did they do that during the season? All right, we're just going right. to keep pushing the ball to him, push the ball to him. Offense right. was moving. I mean, that, to me, it's, I'm like, it's almost damning because, all right, here we are. A game that means nothing. We're trying to give him the ball, and we getting the ball. And it wasn't like Dallas didn't have – they had Dallas had their starters out. 
they wanted to embarrass the Eagles. No doubt. They played with their starters the entire game with the exception of third quarter. Their defense was out there the entire time. Offensively, they they let some guys go off. They took out Daz, uh, uh, um, Daz and all those guys. Yeah. But yeah. defensively, they played their starters for the entirety of the game, man. So you can see it mental in some form. So when they want to talk all this stuff, oh, the Eagles really aren't our um, our rivals. Yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. You 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 mm-hmm. wanted to win that game so bad that you played your guys the, the entire time. Yeah, no, look, at, and, and that's the other thing, and this is what we, ultimately what we keep getting back to. I And I believe this. I don't think the organization is fooled into thinking – we're fine. We're good. We made the playoffs last year. All good. I really don't. I, and and I don't right. think they're patting themselves on the back. I think they realize, look, we, we, we turned it around. We didn't crater when things started off poorly, but we're not that good. And we need a lot of help. And we're still building this thing. And they know how critical this draft is. Not that they don't take that same approach every single draft, but they know they got to get players who can step in there and play right now if they want to improve this. If not, right, they're going right. to be nine and eight. If not, they're going to be the same team that we saw Last year, the year before, they couldn't quite get over that hump. It's going to be the same thing. And nine and eight may still win that division, you know, maybe. <laughs> or, or, or get you in the playoffs. I'm yeah, maybe. You, I'm telling you, you know, and it, it may not take you deep into the playoffs, but nine and eight may win that division again. Um, like I said, you know, I think Dallas, Dallas, by default, is the best team in the division. But Dak Prescott has to win a big game. Mike McCarthy is the head coach. Amari Cooper's not there anymore. And that's why I feel Dallas is going to grab another receiver somewhere, which you yep. don't want to see. You yep. know, whether it's in the first round or second round, they're going to get another receiver I from agree. somewhere. Um, but that doesn't mean Eagles can't win that division if they stay healthy, if Jalen Hurts improves, and if Howie and that brain trust give Jalen uh, the assets to be successful. I mean, those are a lot of big ifs, but they're all <laughs> attainable. The ba- brain attainable. trust. Huh? What? You and the brain trust, man. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Oh, How are we in the because... brain trust? What's wrong with that? I'm just saying, man. You know, I'm, I, I, if they go in with the same attitude they went in last year, a conglomerate of, of guys going towards the same goal, instead of saying, I want to be the smartest guy in the room, watch right. me get this, 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 this pick that's, you know, really trendy and make him into a great player. We don't need it. Sometimes it's good just to go out and get the great player. Right. Well, you know, sometimes that's... you don't have to overthink it too, Barry. Right. I mean, like if, if right. Justin Jefferson has miraculously fallen to you, then take Justin Jefferson. Stop out there. Ah, right. Ah, da, da. So I think that you know you you could approach it that way tonight too. What what I I think there's going to be a few teams, at least three, maybe two, that are going to want to trade out of that top ten. So there's going to be opportunity there. All right. And, and they're going to they're going to view that maybe it seemed like the Giants with one of those picks that says, I can't really justify taking a quarterback with this crop at five or seven. Can I justify it at 18? Yeah, I can. I can, I can grab Kenny Pickett at 18 and, and, and not catch the kind of heat that I may catch or or look at the value system or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That's where I think this thing comes into play, whether it's the Giants, whether it's the Jets with the history that, that, that Howie has with, you know, obviously going back with Joe Douglas. Those teams are are going to be, you know, eager to answer the phone. And right now, the Giants are at five and seven. The Jets are sitting there at four and ten. So there's two teams in the top ten with two picks each that you could do business with. I know some people say you don't trade with teams in your division. I don't think that stuff applies as much anymore. As no, I mean we got that's how we got yeah. um, Smith. We exactly, got Smith from Dallas. Pick from Dallas. We trade with Dallas. So I mean that, that's definitely out of the. It's not out of the ordinary anymore. Um. I, I, 
All right, I'm 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 gonna say this. I, I'm I got confidence in him right now. I'm saying it right now, two fifty. I got confidence in how we making the right picks. Two fifty. Uh, and look, you're gonna I, be I, a great player. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely. You know, as Rob think, said, uh. <laughs> look, you, you're in a position where you should be able to get nail. I hate to say one. You should be able to nail these at 15 and 18 when you have these two and you have the ability to move up. So, you know, the odds are are with them more than they have been maybe when they're sitting there at 22 or 23. He's going to hit it. He's going to have to hit it. I'm still I'm still fascinated, Barrett, if if one of those picks in the first round isn't a receiver. I I, I, as much as I would like I'm good with them, you know, going receiver in that second round. I still think the temptation is going to be too high that one of those guys who is a legit big time prospect is going to be sitting there and they grab at him. I would be really surprised if they pass that up. They're not going to be able to. They're really not going to be able to pass that up. Well, that's, and that's why you're thinking what you're thinking right now. Yeah. Because if they see if they see a guy like Drake London sitting there or, 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 or seeing, you know, anybody that's worth their salt as far as, you know, a Williams or something like that, they got to or, or, or Olave. I mean, I think Olave is going to be there. Uh, he could. And, it, yeah. and it's just going to be too tempting yep. for Olave sitting there for them not to go out there and get this young man. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I think I think Wilson's gonna be gone, the kid out of Ohio State. I think yep. I think Williams. Williams very likely could be gone too. Yeah. And and it sets up for somebody like Olave to still be sitting there for sure. You know what's funny? We all have these sort of like triggers, these PTSD triggers. Like if they <laughs> take Drake London, well, yeah, right. If they take Drake London, we're all gonna be going down to JJ or take a white side right. <laughs> If they take the kid Watson out of North Dakota State, we're going to blame him because of Carson Wentz. Like, and it, and it is not even the same position, but we're but just hearing the name of the school is going to set people off. I guarantee it. I guarantee if that's the way this thing and goes. Look at both corners, both corners from uh from Washington. Right, you know Sidney Jones, Kyler Gordon. It's going to be Sidney Jones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the other kid. You know? Oh man, we got no. But you know what? I mean, they did let Buda Baker left Washington. He he's been a great player, but you know, after him, what else has there been? So, well, they I don't like know, Marcus man. Marcus Peters was a, is a pretty good cornerback. There we go. You know. There we go. There we but, go. Now, but, but that's that's two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just not a Pac-12 fan when it comes to cornerbacks. I know. I mean, it, it feels sorry, too it's too simplistic to say, but can you just stay in the SEC? Can you just dig into yeah, the Alabama, yeah, Georgia, yeah. LSU, you know, trough that's there? If you, it feels like if you end up doing those kind of things, you're going to keep yourself right. I mean, last year you go Bama, Bama, both guys hit right in the in the first two rounds. Well, let's go Georgia, it. Georgia. I'm good. <laughs> when, when, it sounds, when it sounds want, like it sounds like Peyton Manning, Omaha, Omaha, yeah. Georgia, Georgia. When I when I want my offensive lineman, I go to the Big Ten. Because the Big Ten have basically semis, eighteen wheelers. Every every team has eighteen wheelers playing in the Big Ten. I don't know where they get these big country farm boys from, but these are some big dudes, man. Average line six six, three twenty. You know, Wisconsin when I want, is unbelievable how big they're. Oh my goodness! My no, goodness I played with Aaron Gibson, the biggest player to ever play. Mm-hmm. Oh my Gibson, goodness! He was gigantic. Big Gibby was six foot eight, yes, four hundred pounds, yes. mm-hmm. but he had abs. Yeah, I keep telling yeah. people don't believe me. That's crazy. He had abs and could do the splits. Yep. Oh my the goodness. The best and a, and a great athlete. He just mm-hmm. you know he he was one of those guys that, um, if you made him mad, oh whoever was in front of him had hell to pay. Yeah, he was the Hulk if he if you got him mad. But if he wasn't mad, you know, 
yeah, you know, he was he just a guy. David Banner, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Be but he's still Banner. a David Banner. You have to, you have to still go around, <laughs> right? You yeah. know, but you know, he, David Banner, you know, he's not ripping his head off, but it, he made. He, I remember one time we were playing. Uh, we we're playing. Um, we we're playing the Rams when they had the greatest show on turf, and we were playing them, and somebody says something to him, got him pissed off, hit um, Gus Farrat too hard or something like that, and he was pissed wow. off. Oh my wow. God! He took um. What was that defensive end number ninety three for the Rams? That, that when they were really really good, he and played Carter? in Florida. Was yeah, it Carter? Carter. Yeah, Carter. Yeah. Man, he took Carter was manhandling. He was dumping him on his head. He was knocking him like five feet out with run block. He was killing Carter. <laughs> Kevin is the Kevin Carter. He's like Kevin Carter. <laughs> Carter went up the. I'll, I'll never forget speaking of him, Barrett. Super Bowl. They have Dick Vermeil mic'd up when the when the Rams beat the Titans. Mm-hmm. They're, they're on that last drive, right? And, and Dick Vermeil is looking at him like, I need you to go back in. And he he's tapping out. Kevin Carter was tapping. And Dick Vermeil said, we're in the Super Bowl, man. This is the last drive. And you're tapping out on me? All right, give me somebody else. Like, I, I will never forget that. If you ever what? get a chance to watch that on NFL Films, Kevin Carter won't go back in because he's tired on the last drive of the Super Bowl that, where, where they, you know, McNair connects and they get tackled at the two or whatever. Right, right, right. tackles him. Kevin Carter tapped, and Dick Vermeil was like, "You, you got to be kidding me, man! Like in this spot, but that's true. I'm swear to you. Go back and watch it. Wow, it yeah, wow. Well, I, all, all I know is Big Gibby. He man, gave it to him. I'm like, he, he. I'm talking. About he was man. How he was actually literally picking him up and throwing him. I'm like, wow, bro, you need to play like this all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hear you. All right, <laughs> let, let's let's run through it. So I'm on record. I'm going, Devin Lloyd. Lewis scene. Barrett. I'm going Wyatt and Booth. Okay. Derek. I'm going uh, Stingley and Johnson. You just reach for the stars, don't you? Just yeah, stick, man. Okay. Reach for the stars. Stick to my gun. I believe. I, like I okay. believe. All right. So, <laughs> hey, Barrett. Wait, 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 wait. You mean reaching for the stars? If Rob can put a linebacker, why can't I pick who I want to Exactly pick? right. Yeah, I, I mean, set the bar. I set the bar at the Ferris wheel. I laughed. He's already going off the deep end. I mean, I know. I laughed at him too, man. Yeah, he did. You're laughing at both of my picks. We're still (laughs) talking about Howie Roseman, bro. You, you. So you're laughing at both of my selections? Yes, yes. It's very funny. I like it. I would love for it to happen. All right. So here's what we have coming up. So the Barrett's going to be doing his duties with NBC Sports Philadelphia, but he will be a part of the show. So we're we're looking forward to that. So coming up at eight o'clock. At, at 6abc.com and of you know course what I got coming up. oh i know Derek's going to be eating and of course <laughs> jacob media youtube network you can watch us any any old way okay it's going to be like nothing you've ever seen before this is going to be a party we're coming to you live from from uh top golf at the ocean casino resort in atlantic city there's going to be a band here there's going to be all kinds of festivities here but the the the, the crew that we are rolling out is second to none Seth Joyner, Mike Quick, Derek Gunn, Devin Caney, and myself. And we are going to be, you know, flamethrowing from 8 p.m. until the end of the first quarter. We got you. It is going to be an absolute monster blast. Oh, okay. It was Bruce Banner, not David Banner. David Banner is the rapper. (laughs) (laughs) I went with you, man. Don't make me me angry. You don't Um, like me angry. So, uh, yeah, so good job, guys. And, and listen, we're back tomorrow, by the way, at our regular time at noon. Uh, we're going to have Jeff McClain to recap the draft, Adam yep. Kaplan to recap the draft. We, got, yep. you know, we just keep it rolling, man. We keep it going. But, everybody, we appreciate all the comments, 
all the people smashing the like button. Of course, our friends here at Top Golf, uh, Ocean Resort Casino, Wall Burgers, our guy Zach, who was taking care of us. Zach, we appreciate it. Oh, Zach is the truth. He's the best. He is absolutely the best here at Top Golf. Yes, Gunner got all his all his you know food Shit, and drink. With the butterfly doors. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But uh, I want to thank Xander Krause. Hey, we doing got a any great shrimp here. Anybody got shrimp? Yeah, exactly. How much for one rib? All right, let so, it, let it, y'all. All right, Barry, be <laughs> good, all right, baby. Derek. I'll see you in five hours, man. Stay tuned for yes, Sills. Sir. Everybody have a great afternoon. Enjoy the draft, everybody. It's the biggest, most important draft in the history of this Philadelphia football franchise. The Jacob Media Sports 2022 NFL Draft Special. Live on 6ABC.com from the Ocean Casino and Resort in Atlantic City. Presented by First Trust Bank, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. IBEW Local 98, Stateside Vodka, United Healthcare, Mesa Law, 6ABC, and Budweiser. The official beer of the Philly sports fan. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Alright, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. Alright, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Fake them out. Mama go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, 
and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.